Crunch. Lobo Berry Crunch is back in the booth with me this evening. And we have more things to talk about. Last time I had you on just you, we went into your different backgrounds and other other games. It was a very biographical episode. But this time we are going to touch on something that's very passionate to both of us, and that is story modes. Specifically. We want to talk about the story mode in Mortal Kombat. Even more specifically, we're going to talk about the story mode for Mortal Kombat 11. Oof. Yes. This is, a, this is a big oof. It's a big oof. Mortal Kombat 11 story is a big oof, if we had to say something. It's a big oof to me. How do you feel about it? Just overall, before we get into the nitty-gritty of things. <sighs> so, there's a part of me... There's a part of me that really kind of still wants to like it. Mm-hmm. Like, because... It's MK, man. Right, right. Like, MK's always had, like, this crazy, like, amazing story with so many of these different characters, like, back from, like, the original one to, like, Deadly Alliance when freaking Shao Kahn, like, faked his death and shit. Like, it was always wild. And then it felt like, obviously, with the reboot, you know, with, like, coming off of, like, 9 and 10, I don't know what happened with 11. Like, I felt like maybe we stumbled a little bit, maybe... The dependency on time travel or like rewriting things kind of got there. I don't know, but we'll get into it. Right. Yeah, I feel like they really tripled down on time. Well, at first it was time manipulation. And with MK9 into MKX, I didn't mind it. Usually, and everyone who knows me uh, personally knows that I hate time travel. In <laughs> books. In movies, video games, if there if there's some time travel related to it, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. With Marvel Avengers Endgame had time travel in it. That did it's it's a little damp for me. Mm-hmm. I like the movie. Don't get me wrong. You know, I I geeked out like everyone else did when all the cool shit. Oh, all the rings are opening up, and oh man, whoa! Tony Stark talking to his dad. Whoa, whoa! I did all that too, but deep down, I'm like, I don't like this time travel shit. I don't like it. I never have liked it because mm-hmm. I feel like it takes away the stakes of a. Um, it takes away the stakes of a story, mm-hmm. and it also assume the moment time travel is introduced is the same moment that you can you pick apart the story, yeah. right? That's when paradoxes immediately. It's like, oh, okay, well, I mean, okay, like a Dragon Ball, or you know, like obviously, like you know, one of the great, one of everyone's favorite characters, obviously Trunks, yeah, time traveling, and one of the best villains, Cell, like. My whole, my whole thing about time travel, or anything time manipulation-wise, is that every show, movie, series, whatever you want to call them, it's like inevitable. It's, it's going to happen, unfortunately. Everything falls on it. Your favorite cartoons and growing up, everybody has an episode or something. And it's not like, it's not the worst thing, but like you said, it's like, it's one of those things that's like, it's going to happen and it can open up a whole new world of Oh, God, what did we do? Yeah, yeah. And, like, I personally felt like, especially with MK, like, 9 and 10 stories, loved them. 
Me too. Loved them. I liked nine much more than I liked tens. Yeah. But I liked tens. You yeah. Know? Like, I, I liked it. I felt like Raiden was an absolute dumbass, <laughs> if we're going to be really honest here. Yeah. But, uh, like, this man was stumbling on, like, you're supposed to be the <laughs> god of thunder. You're supposed to be, like, the one that's supposed to know the most of what's going on right now. Well, he's a god of and thunder, he's, not god and of he's like. <laughs> That's very true. You know what? <laughs> to be fair, you have a point there. But I'm like, this man is stumbling over everything. It's like, bro, bro we, they're giving you the spoilers. And how are you not piecing the story together better? Right. I felt like most of us as players were piecing the story together probably better than he was. But, yeah, it, you know, that's a whole other thing. Word, word. Um, but, yeah, like the whole, I agree with you, the paradox thing. Like, there's, there's so much. Like, obviously, again, going back to Dragon Ball Z, like, the whole, there literally Trunks' entire thing is a paradox. Yeah, because kind of a paradoxical character. Yeah, because it's like first there was like first there's supposedly this this thing where they're like there's technically three Trunkses. There's the Trunks that actually came back in time, right? Gave Goku the medicine and goes back to the future. That Trunks gets killed by an imperfect Cell, who steals the pod. But apparently during his time of going back, he I guess like creates another ripple, which creates a different line. Where the first Trunks comes back to the future, and now they have like a second Trunks that uh, technically is the one that comes back to help fight the androids. And then he's like, those aren't the androids I was talking about. What are those? And that's ah, funny. Uh, <laughs> internet joke there. <laughs> was it funny though? <laughs> was it? Um, and that created the whole paradox of like, oh, now there are more androids than what Trunks had in his future. A lot more androids. And then there's, like, apparently, like, there's this whole theory. There's a third Trunks that is the one that they eventually kind of, like, non-canonly becomes, like, the Xenoverse, whatever they use, like, now in that whole, like, non-canon... I forget the... Uh, the Dragon Ball Heroes. Heroes. Game. Well, Heroes is not canon by... Yeah, it's not canon, but that's what like they're saying. Ever. They're saying, like, there's a third one that technically exists outside of that now. Okay. And I'm like... This is why we don't mess with time travel. Well, the third Trunks would be the baby Trunks because that Trunks goes back and it's like a whole split multiverse because then that Trunks doesn't even experience what the Trunks that we see fight Cell with the Z fighters. And yeah, stuff. yeah, I don't know. So, it's, it's but you see, that's a good example. Time travel just fucks it up. It just like fucks it all up. <laughs> like we like this is like that was like two minutes of us just trying to explain something that should have been like Trunks was born. Here's here's another one. Here's. A, Terminator. Terminator. Enough said. <laughs> that was a whole other... There we go. But getting over my hatred for time travel, if I have to experience time travel in the story I want to experience, at least use it well. Yeah. So, like, when going back to Endgame, they had time travel. I didn't like the time travel. But what, did, what, what did they do with the time travel? They had Tony Stark meet his dad. Tony Stark has always had daddy issues throughout the entirety of the... Marvel un- or cinematic universe. So having him meet his dad face to face and have a conversation about raising children—that's mm. what you would use your time travel for. Have um, have an. Oh, I should have said spoilers for Endgame, but that came out so long ago. But spoilers for Endgame. Spoilers for anything in future reference. Yeah, at this actually, point. yeah, it's just like a spoiler <laughs> to the story. Yeah, I'm not used to actually like talking about stories on here. Um, but you know, you had the whole oh, you need the Soul Stone, you got sacrifice. Well, who's been established to be best friends throughout the entire cinematic universe? Uh, Scarlet Witch and not Scarlet Witch, um, Black Widow and Hawkeye. Hawkeye. So okay, yeah, you send them to do that. One of them's got to die. That's how you do your time travel. If you have to introduce time travel, use it. And MK Eleven does not use its time travel correctly. Nah, it's it's such a mess. And uh, 
chronologically, they even mess up their own story. Oh my goodness. Because, like, um, again, back into the spoiler territory here, like, why was Scarlet there? Scarlet, Scarlet was a DLC character. We've talked about Scarlet, and this is one of my um, points that I want to get at, is that they use this to retcon a lot of stories, mm-hmm. but the thing with it is that mk Nine story only went back to the beginning of MK1. Raiden got... He yep. got the vision in the middle of the first Mortal Kombat tournament that we experienced. Yep. Right, because, you know, they've been doing it for years before that. But he got that there, and that's when things started to change. Mm-hmm. Anything before that is the same. Yep. And so, like, we brought up Scarlet. Before MK11, Scarlet was created in Shang Tsung's Flesh Pits. Yep. As are a lot of people in the Mortal Kombat world. Um, but now in MK11, for no discernible reason, she's an orphan that Shao Kahn found in Tall Blood Magic. Yep. So how do you feel about Mortal Kombat 11? Because the other games didn't even do this. Yeah. Just Mortal Kombat 11 retconning, straight up retconning um, established characters' backstories. It messed me up. I'm not going to lie. Um, I didn't like it. it. It it made me like kind of feel like I started to fall out of the story. Okay. Because it's kind of like, again, like, I'm like, why is Scarlet person like you know when they're like they're in the, the they're in Kotal Khan's like little like arena and then all of a sudden you see like all of them appear you see Shao Kahn you see Liu Kang you see all of them and you're like then you see Scarlet and I'm like what's Scarlet doing here and like I know this probably hurts you as a fan of his like where's Reptile Oof. Reptile was predominantly present all through nine right. so if these are if this this is taking place during nine's events. Reptile should have been there over Scarlet. Over Scarlet. That completely yeah, would make sense. People know who Reptile is, and people know who Scarlet is now, but people really know who the fuck Reptile is. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, why is she here? But why is like, why is he missing? Right. Also, it was really weird because like, at, at that same time, where was Smoke? Smoke was with Raiden's crew. You know, so where was Smoke during this situation? Like, I can kind of understand why Sub-Zero and Scorpion were maybe missing, potentially. But Smoke specifically was with Raiding during that exact moment because he kept him from being taken by the other cyber. Right, so Smoke was hanging out. Yeah. Sub-Zero was already taken. Yeah, so, like... That's right. It's it's, it's even more of that. And, like, it was weird because then, like, Johnny Cage's, like, version of himself appeared at the Special Forces area. But why didn't he appear with Raiden's crew? They they all got teleported all around. Like, Scorpion was brought somewhere else yeah he, like, he wasn't in the coliseum he was brought back in his young version of himself way somewhere way out of the way I and, forget. That, and oh he, with Liu kang and kung lao he was some some reason in the wuxi temple yeah and and, and then we also have to think about like well where was sub where's younger sub-zero or where or, or if anything like you know maybe the original noob where's noob saibot where's where's bihan before that like right. the, is it because he's Irrevenant now, or because he was created by Quan Chi's magic, that somehow he was not present there. Maybe I don't know, but it was like very weird because it's like this. Is a, this is a very weird selection of characters, of characters, just to have pop up out of nowhere. The one that got me the most, since you're talking about that cast of characters that showed up in that scene where the times merged in Kotal's Coliseum, the one character that really got me when he stepped out was Aaron Black. No, I think Aaron Black is cool. Mm-hmm. But he came out in the game prior. We yeah. don't even know what he was doing before this. And quite frankly, as like people invested in the stories, we don't care. Yeah. We like there's no there's no what am I thinking, encounter that a young Aaron Black could have with a character that would feel impactful. Exactly. Because we don't really weird. know him. It's not like, oh, young Liu Kang is talking to Revenant Liu Kang or is 
young Katana is talking to... Um, Revenant Katana. Or Revenant Katana. It's like, this is Aaron Black talking to older Aaron Black. Like, yeah. We've never seen Aaron Black's face before Eleven, so we, don't even, we can't even tell him physically if they're younger or older. It's, it was very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, their, cast, their casting was, was definitely weird. For the also, another one, Jade. I don't think Jade was with them when um when they were originally in Kodo's uh, costume because at that point Katana was at that point still on Shao Kahn's quote unquote side, like she had not defected over to Raiden's side yet. But when she appeared, she appeared with Lu and Raiden and, and Kung Lao. But I was like, wait, why is she? Why is Jade there as well? Like, I don't know why weird. Jade is there. But Katana was, I think she was chained at that time, wasn't she? Yeah, she was just, chained up. This was the second tournament that they were in the Mortal Kombat 2 tournament yeah right when they're fighting Shao Kahn and all that yeah and yeah Katana was chained I really hope I'm not getting this wrong because I haven't played the MK9 story in a while no you're right no 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 but you're right Katana was chained and was Sonya chained well because remember that um oh hold on wait 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 we might be staring it off a little bit no so when they went to the Coliseum the second time no wait no you might be right right because the first MK tournament was against Shang Tsung in his don't. Yeah, because they there's two points where they fight in the Coliseum. Right. There's the first point where um, Sub Zero and them are there, and um, they Katana's like approached by Shao Kahn. He's like angry with her because he sees that he said all these quote unquote ninjas keep showing up, and he originally sent Katana to deal with Sub Zero and Smoke. Right. Then right. he knocked her out. Okay. So and then they took her to like the, the I guess like his like tower, and then. Kung Lao and Liu Kang tried to go save them. They fought Shiva, Goro, mm-hmm. and there was somebody else. Uh, and I think, wasn't Jade with them? Jade tries to save her. Right. But, um... So maybe, were they both chained? Was it both Katana No, it was only it was only Katana because I think that Jade showed... No, not Jade didn't show up, but Jade showed up to save her. Jade told her to go get a message to Raiden. Raiden then sends Liu Kang and Kung Lao out there... They fought um, Shiva and Goro. Goro then reveals that Katana's not even there. She's been taken to the uh, to the arena again, okay. and that's when she's chained up. Okay. So yeah, that's right. where that so is. So Katana was beaten and chained up. So when she was taken and brought time merge, one she should be missing her hands, or I don't know, maybe. <laughs> um, but she should be beaten up. She should be tired. But she comes in fully clothed, yeah, like, ready, ready to fight. To like, hey, yo, what's going on, people? Hey, we for we young and you guys old now. What's like, going on here? I don't know. Like, it, and Aaron Black wasn't there, and uh, it's just hard to tell how the choices were made because clearly the point that they were taken from, and even I forget who said it. I think one of the revenants said it to Kun Lao. Was like. Kronika saved you from being killed because he took you, because she took you right before you're going to be killed. So I'm assuming this was like they got taken right before Shao Kahn snapped Kun Lao's neck. Maybe I, I would assume after so. After he beat Goro, after he beat Kentaro, so like that's the moment I picture when they were all taken from the Coliseum. But then Scarlet shows up, and she might have been there. I think she was actually there. She but might have been like, a background character. Yeah. But I mean, again, that's she was a background character, right. and. And which, again, back to that whole point of, like, she wasn't even a, a character character. She was, like, she was supposedly, like, made in the flesh pits and they completely retconned her story. Right, so she was an orphan found by, uh, found by Shao Kahn. And people can say, say, hey, you know, Kronika rewrote his, uh, rewrote, you know, history or when Raiden sent his thing back, it rewrote her past. I'm like, no, because the only, 
send it back to Mortal Kombat 1. There's not that many years. Okay, maybe it's like, what, 20 years? Maybe, but it's still it's still back to the same point of, like, she clearly already was, like, she was an established, she was only an established character after, really, 9. Right. Because, again, she was just a DLC character, but her story was, she was made in the flesh pits, and that that, that was kind right. of what it was. And she was just another, another, I don't want to say yeah, yeah, another goon. She was that's all goon, she was. You know? That's all she was. It's the same way as Ermac. Ermac was made in soul, uh, made out of souls put together. Yeah. She was just made out of different warriors put together. It was just such a weird situation. And then, like, it felt like as the story went on, it just felt like it kind of got more convoluted. Mm-hmm. Not even just in the story mode, but even just the dialogues with some characters. Like how, like, later on, like, Devora was revealed to be the one who actually killed King Jared. Right. That it wasn't Shao Kahn. But then it was shown that Sindel killed King Jared. So it's like, in her killed? background, I was like, who the fuck killed King Jared? I also don't like that they retconned her overall, like, character as a oh, whole yeah. thing. That's another one. That's, that does, and the Jamaican Sheikh has said it, I think, a couple times on this very podcast. He says, by making Sindel always, like, having been bad from the jump... It takes away from that menace that Shao Kahn had that he corrupted such a good person exactly. to be evil. Yeah. You take that whole thing away to where now they're just like this evil power couple, which, yeah, sometimes that's cool. You have an evil power couple. It's kind of sick. You know, yeah. have them both be powerful. they both in love with each other. They both mean a shit to everybody but themselves. And that's kind of sick. I kind of like that, but make that a different character. Yeah, I agree. Like, they could have done like a, like a different, like maybe one of the... Maybe there's a Revenant version, not the Revenant version, but maybe, like, another version of her mm-hmm. that Kronika could have, like, summoned. That could have been, like, from a, a parallel world or some shit like that. I mean, obviously, with Mortal Kombat, we understand that there are different realms and different stuff like that. It's kind of like, it's kind of like anything, like, you know, DC, Marvel, and stuff like that. There's always a world with a parallel version of that character. Right. So, it could have been, like, a world where Sindel was evil and stuff. But then you found out, like, she was just this twisted queen. Like, she banished Sub-Zero's original um, Cryomancer family from Denia to Outworld. And then they were banished from Outworld to Earthrealm. Which was weird, because it's kind of like, hold on, what? (laughs) What happened (laughs) here? What what is this? They just add things that don't match what was already established, and it creates a problem. Like, that what you just said. Because, like... You said, I didn't even know that because, one, I'm not a Sub-Zero player, and I assume this was from, like, interactions in the game, right? Yeah, so there's an interaction um, because they, so, God, before we even set this up, obviously, I did, like, you were doing, I did my research back on it. Right. Been watching videos and interviews and all that other stuff. So, um, they did, they, Ed Boon did say that um, the interactions with characters during, like, just, like, fights. Yeah. All their dialogue is canon. But the ladder endings or any of, like, the tower endings with, like, a arcade mode are not canon. Got you. So, um, Sindel has this one with Sub-Zero where, well, for, actually, first it was, um, he, Sub-Zero has a, uh, a thing with um, Scarlet where she says, like, you're a descendant from Cryomancers. And he's like, how would you know that? He's like, because they come from Outworld. Then he has another one with Jade. Where Jade tells him, like, Cryomancers are actually from Outworld. And he's like, then why was my clan banished? And then he talks to Kotokan, and Kotokan then confirms it again. So now you got one, two, three characters that just confirm Sub-Zero's Cryomancer family is originally from Outworld. Right. Then Sindel gets dropped. And Sindel then confirms that the Cryomancers for Sub-Zero's family come from, from Adenia and not from Outworld. 
which would kind of make a little more sense for why they had the cryomancer powers. Right, and because the Lin Kuei isn't actually defined by having ice powers. Not at all. It's mm-hmm. only it's just Sub Zero. The Sub Zeros, pretty much. Sub Zero and Fr- and Frost and had Frost, like yeah. she had like a like they still haven't really explained how she was doing it, but like she had like a gift. Right. She had, I mean, she has ice powers. She descends from cryomancers, and that's why Sub Zero was interested. Yeah. in training her to begin with. But I'm just saying, like, we don't know, like, her her lineage, really. It right, was kind because, of like she was just... Because MK11 didn't yeah. want to touch on that. They wanted Frost the character, but they didn't want to even... They didn't even dive into who she was. I'm, I'm not, That's another one I guess I want to talk later about. I hate what they did to her, but yeah. we'll go into there. But, um, yeah, like, it was cool to find out that he was a, an Adenian, but at the same time, it's kind of like... But how much of this are we going to keep switching up? Like, okay, they came from Outworld. Okay, cool. Like, kind of makes a little more sense. Maybe because of his powers. Mm -hmm. Very, like, outside of, like, the Earth Realm power-esque. But then out of nowhere, it's like, oh, yeah, but they're not just from Outworld. They're also from Adenia now. See, the problem with them being from Adenia is Adenians age super slow. And Sub-Zero very much does not age super slow. Yeah. We're talking about... He's already an old man. He's him and... Hans are what? Like maybe 50? 50s, 60s probably. Because you have Katana in her, what, tens of thousands years old and she's still a young, beautiful princess? Yeah. And Sindel is, is bad as hell and she's in her millions of years old, maybe, probably. Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. That's the And that's the issue, the big issue I have with MK11. It's like they're putting stuff in, they're like, oh, this would be really cool. Wouldn't it be cool if this is? And no one's fact checking. Like, no one's like going back, or it seems that way. It's like it's like a giant fanfic. It kind of feels that That's way. That's kind of feels what like. If, what if we made it a a, um, a story where the young versions of characters meet the old versions of characters? Um, but yeah, so their casting with the characters that they chose to bring in as their younger selves was definitely weird. Cabal mm-hmm. was weird. Kano I understood because Kano's fine. Some characters were fine. Like young Scorpion, I, I dug that because... Young Scorpion was much more angry than Hanzo is now. Mm-hmm. So I, I dig that. Those Their interactions was okay. Their yeah. interactions were okay. I actually really did like that. I like the interaction between Young Scorpion and Hanzo and Sashi. Yeah, for sure. Because, um, like, at that point, he kind of, like, sh- like Hanzo had obviously, like, shed the name, really, of Scorpion. Right, he wasn't even Scorpion. No, yeah, he was, was called Grand- Scorpion. He was Grandmaster Hanzo Hasashi. Right. And, I, and I liked it. Um, and then, like, having them interact with each other, I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, it's crazy because he's, like, trying to tell his younger self, like, the truth of what happened with the Lin Kuei, really. That it wasn't even them. It was Quan Chi the whole time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was, like, so angry, eventually leading to his own future version's death. And then now the young Scorpion is trying to, like, make amends. Like, I, I screwed up. Oh, man, I right. screwed up. And then, you know, when he went back to try to talk to the Earth Realmers, he ended up getting his ass think- kicked until I think it was... It was Lou that spoke up for him, right? Someone spoke up. For him. I think I it don't... was Lou Kang, because I felt yeah, because it was Lou Kang because he um because they are him and Raiden almost ended up fighting again, right? And that's when we got the big reveal that this has happened a million times before, yeah. and it was crazy. Like I, I actually I did like that scene. I thought it was cool. I thought, I thought that was, it was a, cool. That I thought point. it was really cool. But I do want to get back later onto yeah, the we'll young go. Scorpion versus old Scorpion specifically. That's for a later topic. Um, so I want to go to close to the beginning of the story. Which is something I noticed um, before, and then, but now you know, here we are talking about it. In the beginning of the story, we see Dark Raiden, mm-hmm. right? He's Dark Raiden. He's mean. 
He's like so preemptive. He's like, all right, we got to do this. We got to stop this before they even think about attacking us. And yeah, that's a great, you know, it's, it's a good way to get rid of your problems. Not really, but like and his brain is twisted now. Yeah. And in the, one of the opening chapters, it was like the chapter one, Cassie Cage. Um, when they're storming the nether realm keep, right, with Emperor Liu Kang, Empress Katana of the nether realm. And Raiden, he just walks up on him. He's like, yo, I'm Earth Realm's protector. Come get me. You know, he's been a diversion. Good plan so far. I'm with the whole story so far. So far, they've done nothing to upset me. And then Raiden's like, yo, what's going on, yo? And they storm him, and he pulls out these sick-ass lightning blades like, blades made out of... They're, like, blades made out of lightning. Not, like, channeling. They're, like, made out of lightning. Yeah. And he's, that. like, slicing them. He's just, he's just fucking these guys up. I'm making all these movements. And it's, like, really <laughs> exciting thing. Because he's really beating the... He's beating the shit out of... There's hordes. Thousands of demons. And he's just, like, swinging around. He's doing... Like, he's not really doing any tricks. He's just, like, on them. And just, like... He's just wiping them out as they come. And he's so badass. I'm like, okay. So, this is the Raiden we're getting. We're getting this Raiden here. This is sick Raiden. And then, almost immediately, um, once the time mergers happen, um, Dark Raiden, like, he's gone. He gets replaced with Good Raiden. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, mm, we're back to Blue Lightning Raiden. I'm going to use a staff because I'm a wise mentor type. I'm not the tyrannical, um all-powerful Dark Raiden with my lightning blades. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? Do you think they should have gone with, like, a Dark Raiden? Because I feel like having Dark Raiden would have steered the story in a much different way than having a good Raiden. I agree. Um, I actually very much agree to that. Um, I actually felt that Dark Raiden was extremely underutilized because, obviously, if we go back to the original games, obviously, Dark Raiden was very present. Yeah. He was, like, I think it was what? Like, right Des between... Deception. Deception and, and Armageddon, right? Yeah. So it was it was cool, and then like now like oh now we're getting dark raiding already, right. but it was like it wasn't really done sloppily like it made sense. Right. Um. So when when ten ended it the way it did, and then we saw started seeing the previews for for MK11, where like he's like he's he's like you just said he's he's lost it. He's just not who he used to be. Then when he like decapitates Shinnok and just keeps his head as a trophy right, at that because point. he can't because Shinnok can't die from being. From physical attacks. Yeah, but, you know, you, I thought that was, like, one of the sickest things. Mm -hmm. I was like, yo, this man just cut this dude's head off, and he's just keeping it. Like, like not, like, putting it in, like, a box and sealing it away. No, he's keeping it right next to the Jinsei of, of Earthrealm. Like, it's like, you really want to keep him that close? But that's how <laughs> copy, co a cocky he was. Yeah, he was. He's like, he's not man. going anywhere. Which was another weird thing, because I was also... I questioned why, when Kronika shows up there, why didn't she just put him back together? Or why didn't Shinnok become part of her crew again? Like, I mean, that's her son. So it, it would have made more sense, but I'm like, whatever. Okay. There's probably a reason why they don't have Shinnok in this. So whatever. Um, but then, like like you just said, like that scene with Dark Raiden was awesome. Mm -hmm, it was awesome. And then he just fades away. Yeah, he's, he's so he's by the Elder Gods, and then he's gone. Yeah, and then... You know, the, like the obviously the young Raiden explains that apparently he somehow because he's an elder god he kind of replaced. I mean, not an elder god. He's a god that like because of that he replaced right, the dark like, Raiden. Like there can't be two Raidens at one time, or which something like that. I'm kind of like. It's like then why did you me? beat out like? Yeah, like what, what was it? What was it? What made you about so you? much better than this the dark Raiden? Because I would assume that dark Raiden should have been more powerful. So you would think that the more powerful force 
would exist over the weaker one. You'd think so. Plus, Darth Raiden had like the and not uh, sh- t- the Shinox amulet. Yeah, like yeah, he had everything he needed. So it was it was just weird. Um, I think that if they would have kept Darth Raiden, I think they would have been a great struggle within the Earthrealm warriors to try to like figure out what to do because he already had half more than half of them that did not trust Raiden at any point. Yeah. Because they're like, well, I mean, you technically led us to our deaths. True. So you might not want us. And I love the fact that during, um, like, for example, like Jackie Briggs's and Jack's story, like, that that's present a lot. Like, Jack's mentions is like, I mean, Raiden kind of like, you know, gets me killed, you know. Yeah, he did. But he also mentioned that he was like, I mean, uh, what was it? The young, what was it? The young, no, he was, uh, when he was talking to Cetrion, Cetrion was like, you know, oh, well, join Kronika, you know, like, join our side. And he was like, nah, I'll stay with the devil that I know. At least I yeah, know that's like a, what's about to happen. I can fix that. True that, yeah. But it would have been a great struggle moment because you would have had the good Raiden trying to be like, no, we have to handle this way. The dark Raiden, like, no, F this. We're going to we're gonna go blow up her keep. No, what are you talking about? Right, I got right, everything I need. Right now we're going to do that. And then think about when you have like, you would have those characters like maybe, maybe Young Scorpion obviously would have sided with Dark Raiden. Or even Kung Lao. I think that Kung Lao even would have probably defected to Dark Raiden's side. Because mm-hmm. Kung Lao is obviously, unlike, you know, Lu, Lu's more, like, level-headed. Versus Kung Lao is very much like, no, I'm about to prove myself to be the best motherfucker out there. So I'm about to roll up in there and start slicing hats on people. I don't care. So it would have been a, I think it would have been a great, like, struggle moment. But we didn't get it. No, we got good Raiden, who's the voice of reason. Always. He's and, always the voice of reason. And he kept fucking things up. <laughs> right. He still couldn't do anything right. He's... <sighs> Going back to MK9, it's like, why did Raiden have to send back such a vague message? Like, he must win. Just say, hey, Shaka must win. Even if he had a limited amount of words, it's like, hey, um, you must lose. That's Makes true. more sense. That's you, true. You must lose. It's like, okay, if you have to figure out, it's like, okay, what must we lose? Yeah, like, I felt like... It just, it just felt like personally, like, and, and it's crazy because years ago when this game came out, um, and me and uh, me and my buddy, my, one of my buddies was trying to play it. Um, well, we was playing it at the same time I was playing it. And I, I had said, I personally believed that maybe Shao Kahn had to invade Earthrealm in order for like the Elder Gods to finally step in. Because throughout that entire game... Mm-hmm. Raiden's like running back to the other guys, like begging for their help, and they're like, he hasn't violated right. any rules. It's like we're not. There's nothing we can do. Right, because they're impartial. They're like, well, listen, we're not on your side. We're not on his side. Because pretty much, there's like Shao Kahn is Outworld's protector just as much as your Earthrealm's protector. Exactly. Or it was. It's like so we we don't take sides here. Yeah, and as soon as like he violated the rules, what happened? They jumped in. Yeah. It's like, but it, I felt like, I just felt like there were there were certain things with Nine that I felt like still could have been better. Yeah, MK9 is not a like, perfect yeah. story. But I feel like because of that, the way they wrote that story, I feel like that kind of like leads into the problems that Levin had. Right. Like, for example, like, I mean, all the Earthrealm defenders pretty much die. Yeah, that seemed, <laughs> that seemed a little, like, too much. Yeah. You know, I don't know if, they, I guess they were setting up for the big reveal that Shao Kahn had already made a deal, or, yeah, Shao Kahn had already made a deal with Quan Chi to, hey, if the Earthrealm warriors die, I get them. And my first question was, I was like, who was Shao Kahn to make that deal? Yeah. They're not his people. Yeah. They're not. They're Earthrealm warriors, not Outworld warriors. Like, why did Shao Kahn get to make this deal? How yeah. come Shao Kahn hasn't just been like, all right, here's the deal, Quan Chi. Everyone I kill, you get. And just leave it at that. Uh, see, that would have been fine. Right. And it's like, you keep, you keep 
ser- serving me and everyone I kill, you get your armies down here. Yeah. And I mean, and I, I can see like Ten tried to like kind of fix that. I mean, we started seeing like revenants, some stuff. of that. Um, but I know that you usually do the question asking, but I kind of want to ask you a question. Sure, if you don't mind. Yeah, no problem. How do you feel about the Cage family being so present as like the main characters now in in Eleven? I didn't like. I didn't like. Right, I'm trying to figure out a. <laughs> Not a delicate way to word this, because in Tim, right, I was interested in the combat kids, because, you know, we're jumping back in time. You know, everything isn't going to happen back to back to back like it did in the old games, which is fine. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. So under like, oh, here's Cassandra Cage, Cassie Cage, this is Sonya and... Uh, Sonya and Johnny's kid. I was like, that's cool. All right, yeah, look at her. She's got like kind of the best of both worlds. She acts more like Sonya than she does Johnny Cage. In the story, she's more Sonya. In game, she's more Johnny Cage, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And they're like, okay, next one, next combat kid. Here's Jackie Briggs. This is Jax's daughter with someone she, he met um, after he was brought back um, as a Revenant, from being a Revenant. I was like, cool, you know Jackie Briggs. Here we go. The humans are having babies. And then they're like, here's Takeda Takashi. And, uh, and they're like, this is Kenshi's uh, son with his wife. I was like, oh, cool. And it's like, oh, but why does he fight like Scorpion? And it's like, oh, okay, well, he was trained by Scorpion, so he's like a Shirai Ryu. I was like, that's cool. Scorpion's rebuilding his uh, rebuilding his things. And then there was Kun Jin. Um, but when it goes to Cassie Cage... So when it comes to Cassie Cage herself, is what I'm getting at, I didn't mind. Cassie Cage in a bubble, I was like, okay, we can follow Cassie Cage. I get it, because Johnny and Sonya were the last ones left from the group we were following in the um, in the story. Mm-hmm. There's Raiden, Sonya, and Johnny. So them getting together after, you know, going through all this shit together and watching them, like, grow, I was like, I can dig that, I can swallow that. But with all the new characters they introduced... And X and all the new realms and all the new species and races following the cages and the blades or I guess they're just all, they're all cages and X. Oh no, they had the like the divorce. I was like, this is boring. Like I don't care about the special forces. To me, and this goes back way far. Since I was young, the special forces have always been the most boring part of Mortal Kombat. I agree I'm, with them. I'm way more interested in the Lin Kuei, the well, the Shira Ryu, but it's mostly just Scorpion. And black dragons are always cool. Even though nowadays I kind of look, I lump the black dragons in with like special forces shit. And so, when the the story followed like mostly the story and growth of Cassandra Cage and her little ragtag group of special forces, I was a little bored, I guess, because I didn't really care about what Cassie Cage was going through. Because I never really cared about Sonya and Johnny. You know what I mean? They're always the most, like, white-bred characters in MK to me. I never was a Johnny fan. I never was a Sonya fan. But I hope I'm answering your questions. I'm kind of just going on. No, 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 no. You are. But um, the thing I didn't like when it comes to Cassie Cage is that green energy. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Johnny's lineage, he comes from God Killers. So I could swallow that... Cassie could get the um, power to do it, mm-hmm. but the fact that it's so inconsistent and wasn't brought up in MK11 bothers me. It, it felt like 
it just disappeared. Like she doesn't because have I don't any. feel like she uses any powers that show anything no, with that. She's just gun, 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 gun now. Yeah, she yeah she's just basically like Sonya with more weapons. Pretty much. But she has like a they they added the the, the what is it the fucking the little drawer thing, thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think for me that that inconsistency kind of makes me almost like dislike her. Right. Like I like like you said I loved when MKX and the funny thing is I played t- um, MKX very late in the game. Because I originally wasn't a huge, like, fan of, like, jumping into this one yet. Because I was, like, I've heard, like, a lot of mixed stories and stuff like that. But then one day I found myself watching a YouTube video about, like, some of the story. And I was like, you know what? I kind of want to play it. I went home. I, I downloaded it. I played it. And I was like, wow, this was a really good story. I really did like it. I, I will admit, I wasn't the biggest fan of originally having Johnny Cage be the one to defeat Shinnok at yeah. first. Because I was like, Johnny? Of all the characters, Johnny. Because it leaves the question: like, It's like if Liu Kang was killed already, who's the new hero? Yeah, like it just felt weird. Or like, if anything, you could have had maybe like Raiden find a way to 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 bring back Liu Kang and make up with him and had him do it and stuff. Because again, like Liu defeats all the big bads in the original series, right? right? All he defeat all, yeah, almost, almost straight through until yeah, the Shang Tsung, Goro, uh, Kentaro, Shao Kahn, multiple times. Um, Shinnok. Shinnok. The only one he didn't really defeat was Onaga, but that was because that was Shurjenko. Right, that was nobody defeated. was going to be Onaga with just their bare hands. Yeah, like, but, nobody. It, but it made sense. And, um, like, it was like, okay, but Lou has always been the prevalent hero. Mm-hmm. I feel like this could have been a moment they could have gave it to, to anybody, even maybe one of the other kids. You know, like, like Takeda or, um, or, um, oh, what was the other one? Um, the one that's really a Taku, uh, to Kung Lao. Um, Kung Jin? Kung Jin, yeah. Kung Again, he's... Huh? It's Kun Lao's cousin. Kun Lao's cousin. That's not saying he's related to him. Oh, I thought like you said really into Kun Lao. No, he's related to him. I'm sorry. Maybe, it, maybe it's... I don't know. Uh, we'll listen no, back I and probably, see. I probably, I probably just misheard you. I was like, hold on, wait a minute. Let me raise my hand. But yeah, like... Like, even him, that would have been a great... A great re-legacy for the great Kun Lao. Yeah. To have his descendant, who was known as, like... You know, like, his family was already known for being, like, the champions of Earthrealm, originally helping stop part of the invasion for the, uh... Um... For Outworld you know, mm-hmm. come out, and he was the one to defeat, um, you know, Shinnok at that point. I think that would have been a better story right. to me. But up until that point, as far as Ten goes, as far as Kunjin goes, I didn't want to see any more Kunjin. I hated Kunjin. He was very... I loathe <laughs> Very Kunjin. overly cocky and... He is one of my stuff. least favorite fighting game characters I've ever experienced. I hate Kunjin. But, let's get back to MK11. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like when Cassie, like, like, like all that stuff just seemed to right, disappear. It just is gone. She has the power to, when my, someone I love is in danger, I get superpowers. I was like, where was that when Sonya was being crushed under all those rocks that you couldn't move? I don't know. She probably heard that Ronda Rousey was the voice actor. So. <laughs> she said, mom, you sound different. And, she, and, and mom was like, Cassie, it's me, your mother. And she's like, no, you're not. Oh my God. I really don't want to touch on Ronda Rousey. I know, I know, Because we could just ramble on. That, would that, was, that was funny. I loved it. I mm. loved it. That was a great one. Um, but yeah, like, where was it? Like, where was that power? Yeah, it was just, like, not forgot, there. They forgot about a lot of shit from MKX. It, it just felt that way. It just felt like everything just, like, fell apart. Okay. And it was like, like you said, like, like we said before, it was like they tried to, like, randomly, like, retcon everything. Everything, yeah. And it just didn't make sense. Yeah, because it had no rhyme or reason. They were just doing shit. They were just doing shit. Yeah. And then, I'm assuming you played Aftermath. Mm-hmm. 
but I guess we'll get into that a little bit, but I felt like Aftermath still suffered from that too. Aftermath, like, I play Aftermath, but I don't really consider, I don't, I didn't take it as seriously as MK11. I get, it's still, it's still canon. It's like, what happens next? But I'm like, this was just a way for us to, like, follow the DLC characters. So I was just like, okay, you know what? Here we go. Aftermath, let's do this. Let's see what Aftermath's about. And it was fun. It was nonsense. But it was fun. I wasn't sitting there seething with, like, because shit didn't make sense. Shit made sense. It was just stupid. But yeah. it made sense. I wasn't wondering where, why all this shit was happening. It blew my shit about the whole Fujin thing, though. Yeah. He was like, he's not even Fujin. He's Fujin from another... Again, what we were talking about. He's another, another timeline Fujin that yeah. came... To fix that timeline specifically. That's the problem. And I'm like, here we go with and this. That, and that comes back to time travel. But there's one character that while we're kind of on the path of talking about all the stories right now. Uh, we're not like on the path, but we were there. And I want to I want to hit this real quick. I want to talk about Kotal Khan. Kotal Khan. Yeah. Um, Kotal, in my opinion... Should have been way stronger than what he was. How do you, how do you feel about Kotal Khan uh, before <laughs> before I continue? I felt MK did MK X. He was so cool. Like he was like he felt like that that clear replacement for the Khan role. And then in MK Eleven, what happened? <laughs> like, I felt like they did him dirty. Right, right. Like, we're supposed to, again, this is like years and years into the future. Obviously, he should be stronger, wiser, you know. Like, obviously, he's the Khan of Outworld. And then I felt like Shao Kahn just ran him. Like, ran him like nothing. Shao Kahn, but Shao Kahn would, though. I mean, I, I, I can say yes to a point. To but a I felt, point. <laughs> but, like, you know, like, obviously, Kodo had, like, a lot of things at his disposal that he, mm. I felt like he still could have. Um, figured out a way to kind of like, at least give Shao Kahn a better run for his money. Okay. I just felt like he didn't feel as important, like as as like relevant of like the other things. It was kind of like just everyone kind of hated him, like oh, everybody hated him. Right. They all like, thought he was a punk ass. Yeah. Like the Coliseum, basically, as soon as Shao, Shao Kahn, Kahn showed up, they were all like, "Oh man, Shao Kahn's back again." This is the guy that kind of like left. Outworld into like a world where like everybody was suffering. Right. Like they weren't flourishing under him. He was flourishing. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was like fighting for food and scraps and stuff. And in like multiple races, like uh, like you know the um, uh, what did they call Agoras fam? Um, Shokans. The Shokans. Yeah, the Shokans didn't like him. Right. I mean, I get it. Why? That's all like com- he, that's all comics and stuff, though. Yeah, the comics are canon though. The comics are canon, but, but like, I haven't like read all the comics and. A lot of stuff in the comics are retconned now. Yeah, most some of it it is unfortunate, but like they kept it like the Shokans hate him for what he did to Goro right, and killing and, and uh, the, the king. Um, so like it makes sense. And then the Takatans hated him because obviously they he was like trying to slaughter them because they he sided with Melina. He didn't try. He, well, I mean, yeah, he, he genocided them. Yeah. So it's like I, it just felt weird because it was like nobody liked him. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I, I like him. <laughs> I think Kotal Khan is a cool character. He's like, no, just stupid. I feel like the Ashtek people, I mean, I'm still confused as hell. It's like, is his skin actually blue or is he painted? Because I feel like they kind of go back and forth with that. Well, he's painted now, whether or not he was painted before. That that confused the hell out of me. Because like, yeah. even in like the flashback where he was like, Melina's council, he had he had red on instead of blue. Yeah, he was. He, had, he was painted red with a normal. white skin. And I don't know. Again, that's a whole... That's a whole... That's a whole weird thing. But like... I felt like they did him dirty. Right. And I felt like he could have put up a better fight 
than what we saw. I felt like Shao Kahn ran him way more than he needed to. Right. And there, I think there is like a big reason, but I want to touch on it later because it's sensitive. But was was as far as Kotal Khan um, is concerned, it was hard for me to take it. Like, I was taking him seriously. I thought he was cool. I was like, Outworld is fickle. They follow power. Mm-hmm. Right? And, like, just power. Whoever beats the highest power is who they follow. It's not like a democracy. And I'm like, okay, so what did Kotal do to win over the Outworld's people? And then you see the difference between Shao Kahn's Outworld. A lot of purple, a lot of sharp edges. Compared to Kotal Kahn's, which is, you know, brown. It's always brown every time we see Outworld. But it's like a like a bazaar. It's like everyone's just like selling shit, bartering and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I dig the difference. It's different different societies under these two different rulers. But I was like, here is going to MKX. I'm like, okay, what did Kotal do? What did Kotal Khan do to win over these people? And then you see, it's like, oh, so he was playing a different game than Shao Kahn was. Shao Kahn was just, I'm Iron Fist. It's like, if you can't beat me, so I rule you. And everyone's like, yeah, you got it. But Kotal Khan won over the people. Yeah. Like, he was playing to the people. And I can respect that. But... You still have to be strong, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, 100%. if you're going to be a con of Outworld, like, you can play to the people. The people might love you, but at the end of the day, they follow who's stronger. Mm-hmm. And I think Kotal Khan doesn't have to be the absolute strongest. He can still lose to Liu Kang or even Kung Lao, because Shao Kahn lost to Liu Kang. So I could swallow it. But when he lost to Kung Jin in front of all of his people, mm-hmm. I was like, oh no. You're not, you're not that guy. So, yeah, it's like, you're not my con, Kotal. I feel like I could beat you now. Kung Jin now is the con. Right, <laughs> Kung Jin's the con. And then, and then Kung Jin beat him and he shot Kotal Khan, like, was on his knees. He's like, okay, finish me. I was like, after I just sat and I took a deep breath, I was like, you're such a bitch. And that was just how yeah. I've always seen him. And I never was able to get back on Even with this cool new redesign where he's bigger now. He was kind of smaller. He's bigger now. His sword is massive mm-hmm. and you feel the weight when he swings it he's got his little two little blade hook blades he he swings um he does way more with his son his like calling the sun he can throw shit and it was a lot of power stuff yeah try to make him look like this is someone who could go toe-to-toe with shao Kahn, but in my head i'm like this is the same man who lost to kun jin yep so i don't care what you try to do to him shao Kahn would not have lost Kun Jin. Not at all. He would body Kun Jin, uh, Takeda, Jackie, and Cassie all at once by himself. I could agree with that. And I have, I have, I'll fight someone over that. So when Kotal Khan, like we're dealing with Kotal Khan now, and he's trying to be like really um, reputable, Shao Kahn's there making a big, having a big hissy fit. And uh, Kotal's like, Hey, you know, Ash Tech Custom says we gotta give you refuge. So hey, you know, I'm trying to be nice. And then obviously they fight, and then Devor comes and bails him out. And then you know, like you said, Shao Kahn comes and runs him. Like their next meeting, when he goes to go reclaim his throne. Yeah, and to me that felt weird because it was like he hated Shao Kahn. Yeah. Like even if like I, I, and and this is where like we go back to X for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Remember that originally like. Kung Jin knew all the the customs for outright. Right, he was very like, educated he was, about it. And then that's where you got to give him on that one. And like he was all like, "Oh, 
customary says that you got to help us out. You know, we're, yeah. we're trying to help each other. But then what happened after they helped each other out? He broke the, the he broke his own tradition. Right. And own. he was all like, ah, man, but I'm con though. So I can kind of just do this. So it was like in MK11, it's like, this is the, you hated this man. Yeah. You made You hated him. You hated Molina. Like, why would you offer asylum to him at all? If anything, my first reaction would have been like, let me grab that big ass sword and try to saw Shao Kahn's shoulder off. Right, before like, he even gets his footing. Like this is Shao Kahn you're talking about here. And what did and what did we see Shao Kahn do? He threatened him immediately. He was like Immediately. He was just like, he's like asylum. He's like, you pretend to my throat, vanquish <laughs> my throat, while she'll soak the sands with your blood. Yeah, I was that's like, pretty sick. Ooh, he's about to murder you, bro. Like right. you better you better watch your mouth. And the thing is, I never got the impression I was like, oh, this is gonna be a good fight. Never. I'm like, Shao Kahn, as soon as the story allows him, is gonna body this man. Yeah. Fuck you didn't just body him. And he crippled just, him. And the, <laughs> yeah. And their second meeting, he just like he just bodied him so easy. Um It was nuts, oh. man. Where was I getting at? Um, Kodo's a bitch. Kodo, he's a punk. <laughs> and he's always, like, I think they keep going back and forth of Kodo Khan is strong, respect him, over, hey, Kodo Khan's smart, respect him. I'm like, you can't have both ways. Yeah, like, there's plenty of things I felt that he could have done to, like, you know, to, like, sway the people or anything mm-hmm. like that, or, like, you know, like, he clearly is, a, he's a bigger brain than Shao Kahn. Right. Like, Shao Kahn and... And this is, I feel like, where they kind of messed him up a little bit from 9 to 10. Well, not 10, because he wasn't really in there. But, like, in 9, I felt like Shao Kahn was just brawn. Right. But he wasn't very wise. Like, old Shao Kahn from, like, the original timeline, he was very smart, very calculated. Yeah. Everybody feared him, not just because of his strength, but his wisdom. He was smart, and you got to give him that. 9, I felt like he was, like, listening to everybody tell him what to do. That's true. He listened to Quan Chi. He listened to Shang Tsung. He listened to... To, uh, to a everybody. point, he killed Shang Tsung. He says, Shang I mean, "Yeah, but you're not doing it right now." But that's but that was even even for that though. Like I felt like old Shao Kahn, he let Shang Tsung fuck up really like really kind of once, yeah. and he was like, "Bro, I'm ready to end you now." But he listened to Shang Tsung multiple times in nine, and he still got fucked over. And then eventually, it was like Quan Chi was just like, "So this man just messed up his station, so I'm gonna come up here and be like, hey, uh, <laughs> I got an idea. Why don't you listen to me now?" And what did he do? He was like. All right, I'm not going to listen to you. Let's listen to this guy. Um, and then, like, in MK11, like, I felt like we started... Uh, I feel like they kind of even retconned that version. Because I felt like nine, he was not as aggressive. Who shall con? Yeah, I don't feel like he was as, like, intimidating as, like, 11. Like, 11, I love the redesign. I love the look of him. He he looked more intimidating. Yeah. Bigger, buffer, the scaly skin right, like and the all the claws. I loved it. And then he, as soon as, like, he threw that threat out to, to him, and even seeing when he was, like, swinging his hammer around, like, just like, nah, I'm ready to just start murdering people. I was like, yo, man, this is, this is good. But that's where I'm like, that's where I felt like it could have been Kotal's advantage. Like, bro, he's dumb. He's, he's strong, but right. he's dumb. But he's dumb in this one. You're smart. Maybe not as strong, but you're smart. Like, come on, man. You could have worked this better. Um... That's just that's all I got to say to that one. I don't know. I right, mean, right. I feel like Kotal fell so hard, mm-hmm. and I just don't feel like he could climb back. No, he has not, to do something crazy. Point. He has to do something crazy in order to do that. I don't know. Okay, kill, now kill Raiden. <laughs> now here's um, a topic I want to touch on, and I have to navigate my way through it very carefully. So I'm going to ask to hold the floor for a couple minutes. You got it. I don't 
talk politics on this show at all. And I don't touch on it very often in real life. I'm not interested in it. It's very stupid to me. Um, but there has to be um, something said about the climate in which MK11 released compared to when MKX was released. And looking at MK11's story and the characters specifically, how everyone acts, how the story treats the characters, who gets to shine, who doesn't get to shine, who's um, like who lives and who dies, who wins and who loses, all these things, how people talk to each other. When I, I look at these things, as well as some people's backstories and stuff, mm-hmm. when I look at all these things, um, a word that I keep coming back to when I approach uh, this game's story and a lot of like some of the retcons and just the things the characters do and say is the word is agenda. Mm-hmm. And that's why I really wanted to, I needed to approach this carefully. I couldn't I just didn't, didn't want to throw this out. But this has um I don't think it's racial. I don't think it's a racial agenda. You know, I don't think they're trying to speak on like anything too overtly race related. Okay. You know, they kind of treat the Tarkatans in this one. They maybe they're speaking on something race related, but maybe they're not. Mm. But what they're doing is what in the past couple of years a lot of these a lot of movies have been doing. And I don't like to throw out the word like like girl power or feminist because it's too broad. Right. Yeah. It's too broadly it's too the strokes too broad. And it undermines a lot of the struggles that um, women in society do uh, struggle with sometimes. And I'm not educated enough to have that argument with anybody. I'll say that right now. I'm not, I'm not anywhere tuned in. Same. Uh, to have a, uh, a high, a high level um, argument about it or a discussion about it. That's why I don't usually have discussions about it. So if someone like me can tune into it, that means it's so in my face and obvious that it's a problem. Right now, before I say what I'm about to say, I need to preface this with one of my favorite characters in media is Ellen Ripley Mm -hmm. in Aliens, Laurie Strode from Halloween. Because anyone, I have a huge crush on Jamie Lee Curtis as well. (laughs) (laughs) So I have no problems with females in games being presented as strong. I love it big time. What I have a problem with isn't women doing things amazing, right? Mm -hmm. I love seeing that. But my problem is when in order to prop the female characters up, they knock down the male characters. Mm Mm-hmm. And, sorry, I'm speaking so slowly, but I know I can cancel myself real quick. Nah, you gotta be careful, man. Yeah. I understand. Um, yeah, so, I feel like that's a big problem I've been seeing in MK11 specifically, where instead of making Katana or Jade or Sindel or 
well, they've always kind of made Cassie and Sonya do cool shit. Mm-hmm. But instead of making these characters that they have previously kind of sidelined, mm-hmm. right? They've kind of sidelined them all the time. Mm-hmm. So trying to bring them to the forefront to do cool shit, I'm with it, right? Have them do cool shit. But the way they're doing it is they're making them do cool shit, not because they're actually doing cool shit, but because they're making their male counterparts do either do something really stupid or just be weak. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. Like, um, okay, we can have an open discussion now. I just had to really focus on that. No, and it. this goes back to Kotal Khan. I don't think Kotal Khan had to be this week at MK11. Sure, he had a lot of weak moments in X, but he could have done cool shit here. But he was just, Jade, I love you so much, Jade. And Jade's like, I'm so cool. Oh no, Kotal, I have to beat your ass now because you're being mean to the Tarkatans. And then. Kotal gets beat up by Jade. And then Shao Kahn gets beat up by Kitana. It, it's the, the power gap just seems strange. Mm-hmm. Because if Kitana always had the ability to defeat Shao Kahn, why didn't she? Yeah, that's and that's the issue. That, that's that's I, I get where you're going with it. So it's it's like so Kitana's been work has been forced to work under Shao Kahn all her life. And mm-hmm. she's thousands and thousands of years old. Because why? Because she can't beat Shao Kahn. Exactly. But suddenly, for no reason, because at the point that they were taken, we have established that she was already captured. For no reason, she's able to defeat Shao Kahn. So there's no big time gap where she's training to beat Shao Kahn. She's just (laughs) suddenly able to beat Shao Kahn. Not because she's stronger than Shao Kahn, but because the story says Shao Kahn has to lose to Katana. Because... Yeah. See, see, I see what you're saying. Because, like, obviously, like, you know, we look at the multiple races in the outworld. Right. You know, you got the you got the Shokan, you got the, the, the Tarkatans that are obviously against Kotal. Mm-hmm. Now, I agree with you. It was like, Kotal is supposed to be their ruler. He's supposed to be the one that's like, I control outworld. And, and outworld's a very big realm. We have to remember that... Outward is a fusion of multiple realms that Shao Kahn has taken. Right, they're all annexed realms. Yeah, like, it's not just, like, a small world. Like, we have to really think about Shao Kahn. Like, I always thought of it this way, and this is a weird way to think about it, but I always think of, like, like when they say Earth realm, you obviously think of the Earth. But when I think of, and, and the size of the Earth. Mm-hmm. But, but when I have always been told about Outworld, I think of, like, Saturn. Like, a, it's a huge planet in itself. It's huge. It has to be. It's overly sized because, again, it's multiple realms that have been fused together consistently. So it's got to be a big place. So you got a lot of people you're governing. And Kotal, being who he is, he's now the con of that world. He rules that whole world. So for him, then, like you said, he lost to Kung Jin, who's literally like, and I don't want to say it this way, but I kind of have to say this. He's kind of an Earthrealm nobody. He. He is a nobody. Like, that's what it is. Like, he's, he's not, like, anybody special. He's not your Liu Kang. Sure, he's a descendant of the great Kung Lao. Cool, whatever like that. But still, he's not Kung Lao, though. Right. Like, I would still give it to Kung Lao to defeat him. I would have... Because that Kung Lao sense. has shown that he'd be able to. Yeah. He beat Goro and Kentaro back to back. Yeah, it makes like, one sense. one after the other. I was like, okay, he could take Shao Kahn, maybe. Exactly. Absolutely. And, um... And now, and then, like, again, like, we would go to that. And, the, and then you said, like, how Jade beats him. Right. Now, I'm not trying to dismiss Jade's power in any sense, but... But you have to, because she's a nobody but, in the story. Well... Until MK11. What I mean by not dismiss her uh, power, I'm not saying, like, 
I'm not trying to say she's like useless. Right. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, I think. But that. like, she's not useless. But again, she wasn't someone that could stand up to a lot of other people in the MK universe. Yeah. She couldn't beat Goro. She couldn't beat Shiva. She couldn't beat Kentaro. You know, these are three of Shao Kahn's big buffy um, really? bad guys. You no, know, I feel that. You know, and then. You would have to assume, and I've always looked at it like maybe like Kodo could definitely take maybe a Goro, mm-hmm. but like you're telling me that somebody that I would assume that could take on Goro lost to someone that can't even take on maybe let's say uh, this is weird, but like Sonya because she lost to Sonya, didn't she? It's like I feel like she lost to Sonya in a fight. So yeah. I'm like, so she can be she she loses to Sonya, but she can't. But she could beat a Khan. She could beat Kodo. The guy who's supposed to be the in charge of Outworld. Right. I'm supposed to respect him. You know, and and I felt like with Katana as a whole, like, again, you know, like you are, I am all about the empowerment of characters, especially like women or other races and stuff. I'm all about that. I like the change, but it felt like they overdid it for at least Katana's sake. Yeah. Because it was like, maybe maybe they could have did it different where like, yeah, she united... She united the Shokan. She united because I mean, again, remember that Shiva was her mother's bodyguard. Makes sense why the Shokan would eventually side with her. Uh, for the Tarkatans, she was able to speak to the Baraka as a slave person to a slave person. She was a slave to Shao Kahn just as much as Baraka was. So it kind of makes sense that she'd be able to unite them. But then it's like, but what made her have the power to take down Shao Kahn? I think if anything, I still believe that Lu should have still done it because again, Lu has been built. And training all his life for stuff like that. Right, he's pretty much Onaga's, the one. Onaga's fire bursts with him and he has everything he needs. Like, maybe he could have been the one to, like, beat up Shao Kahn and maybe he could have gave Katana the final blow. Like, he could have been like, he's he's done this to your entire life. Right, right. It is not my place to end this. You do it. And that would have made more sense. But she just beat Shao Kahn? Yeah, she just beat him. <laughs> Just like, beat Shao like her, Kahn. her I mean, boyfriend couldn't do it right away, but she just out of nowhere was able to be like, oh yeah, I just suddenly had the power. I mean, granted, apparently, candidly, she didn't kill him. Apparently. No, she blinded him right across yeah, his like face. Yeah, she, like she gutted his eyes. But again, that's like... Yeah, he was healed. I mean, I mean Shao Kahn. <laughs> I, I, I highly doubt that that was going to be the end. Mm-hmm. But like now it's like... But, but, but what made her have that ability? There's no reason except for... So now you got Jade who beat a Khan... <laughs> and then you got you got, got Katana, Katana who built a con. So they they like castrated what it means to be a con at that point. Exactly. Because I, like now it doesn't mean shit to be a con. Because Shao Kahn, okay, if you're gonna be a con, you gotta be Shao Kahn's level. And Shao Kahn is up here. Yeah. He's he's beating up he's beating up actual God. He beats up Raiden like it ain't shit. He beat him so many times like it ain't shit. And then you have Kodo who's much lower. Mm-hmm. So it's like Kodo's not as strong as Shao Kahn, but maybe Shao Kahn was like an exception. Yeah. Right, because maybe he's just an exception. He was like Outworld's protector. Shao Kahn was Outworld's protector, and he gave that up to rule Outworld. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, okay, so maybe that Kodokan, this is what a Khan would be like if a regular person, not regular because he still has powers, but like someone that's not as wildly overpowered as Shao Kahn. Agreed. Right, and then you have like, then you have Katana, it's like, okay, and then now you have Jade beaten Kodokan. So it's like these characters were. You can't just make a character nothing and then everything. Yeah, it's it, it's weird because like anytime we see anything like that, like we always see like a character like if they end up losing or they yeah. like I need this power to do this thing. There's a journey. There's like a there's a story that needs to be told about how they came to acquire that ability right. to then take on that person. 
Yeah. Like maybe she could have went on this whole like training thing. Like Raiden was like, oh, I'll help train you or something. Maybe she steals Shinnok's amulet, uses it, finds a way to channel the power without becoming corrupted. It makes sense. She ends up beating Shao Kahn. Makes sense. But there was nothing. Oh, it was literally... Much. She just was able to. She was just like, I can... She, like, you know, I, I, I really did like how she brought the Shokan together. I like how she brought the Tarkartans together. Yeah. Like, again, speaking to the terms of, like, we have all been slaves. Let's not be slaves. You know, let's free Outworld. Right, and, and I like that. It made sense. That's how I mean, you would do it. I mean, I'm going to be quite frank. The, the, the Tarkartans are still man-eaters. I don't know how you're going to really make peace with man-eaters because that means that, <laughs> you know, are you going to be like... Oh, yeah, so here's a couple of people that y'all can just eat. Like, whatever. That's her politics. Well, you see, but <laughs> she has a couple of interactions with Baraka in-game where Baraka's like, hey, you going back on your word, Katana. And Katana's like, no, we don't trade. We, we, we don't eat people. And Baraka's like, we eat people. Yeah. Like, we eat meat. We, we kill and we eat. That's what Tarkatans do. Yeah. We can't follow your customs because we're different people. We're different races. My... It's like we don't vet, we we can't do vegetarians. We only have sharp teeth. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like I think that's a whole other politics system that she. Well, she's playing politics. But but that but there's still though it was it's just weird because again you got someone that literally gained nothing special to make her be able to step up to that level. Right. Like I I granted I get maybe like they wanted to like save like the thing with Luke Kang later because he becomes fire god fire, fire god. and thunder god Luke Kang right I get it because it was obviously a bigger ascension but then it felt like if you go if you depending on what story end you go with with the canon one is that she ends up becoming Luke Kang's like queen or whatever mm-hmm. of the universe so it's kind of like all right then who's the con now. There is no, well, there's, just, no, there's no world, yeah, but I see what you mean. That's what I'm saying. Like, it just felt like all of that now became hollow because it's like, yeah, but like now the world doesn't exist. They're, they're rewriting all of it. So like all, that whole thing doesn't make sense now. Right, because they would have to build it from the ground up because in this new world, there's no Liu Kang or Katana. Yeah. And that ripples out. There's no Liu Kang. Well, uh, who, that means Goro just kind of, that means Outworld would take over. Well, I guess that was the ending where he's going to train the Great Kung Lao to... They'd be like his like to, replacement. So yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe Kung Lao in that timeline it's will the, become the new Liu Kang. And that's the timeline I want to see, but we'll get on that later. That would be cool. Um, and then like there's Katana. It's like without Katana, there's no Molina, and then then a lot of shit doesn't happen. Um, but yeah, so I think they wanted to prop up Jade and Katana. And same with Sindel. I think they wanted to give them more age, like personal agency, because they've always been like damsels in distress, captured or just following someone's orders. Always mm-hmm. in the old timeline, that's all they really did. And um, yeah, it was a time frame where Melina actually was pretending to be Katana for a long time. Yeah, and again, I don't understand how anyone didn't realize that wasn't her. Because I'm just, like, it's just old, right? <laughs> old right, old fighting game writing. <laughs> No one questioned. It's like, did no one ever like go in her room and see her eating? Right. No, <laughs> no one saw what she was eating. Did they, oh yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh, this is weird. Like, this kind of looks like an arm from somebody. Yeah. It's like, how come you don't take your mask off even when you're, you know, with friends? You know, you know what your face looks like. Yeah, really. Um. But yeah, I wanted to get them more agency. So instead of Sindel being corrupted by Shao Kahn, they said, "Oh no, she's her own woman. She makes her own choice. She takes what she wants." Always, mm-hmm. like, and same with Katana. Katana's no one's. Katana's no one's. Um, no one's. Woman. Yeah, yeah. No one's captive. She takes. No one takes her prisoner. No one tells her what to do. Ah, I'm gonna. She kills her. 
she takes down her oppressor instantly. Jade, Jade's the Jade's the woman of the house, you know. Yeah, she, yeah. Run, she runs Kotal. Yeah, Kotal is <laughs> Khan, but actually Jade's so much stronger than him. Somehow, I don't somehow. know. Somehow. It just feels like, like you said, to be a Khan doesn't mean anything at that point. Right. It was like anybody could be Khan. I just feel like there were there could have been... Me could be Khan. There could have been better ways <laughs> to make them strong than yeah. to make other characters weak. Yeah, it is where is my ultimate point. Yeah, I agree. Because you don't want to make other characters weak because they become weak, it, it, it ripples out. Mm-hmm. You make Shao Kahn and Kota weak, suddenly being Khan of Outworld means nothing. It's not even just that, though, but it makes the heroes feel like, like, the main heroes kind of feel like they took a hit, too. Yeah. Because, like, I, I, I love Kung Lao. Kung Lao has always been one of my favorite characters. Like, I didn't play him as much, but I liked his character. Right. And I did like, like, I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of his, like, over-cockiness that they kind of did with this new retcon. Right, right. Um, but I, I still liked him, like, as a character. Like, he he had more, like, depth, and he, and he had a mouth. Like, he was a cocky yeah. Shaolin. Like, he was still Liu Kang's best friend, but he was still like, yeah, but I could bust you at any point. Like, you right. know, you know like, I could. They felt more like, well, he had, like, a rivalry with Liu Kang. Yeah. Liu Kang's like, you're my best friend. And Kung was like, you're my best friend and rival. Yeah, like, I liked it. And it just felt like he he took a big back seat even further than he already was taking. Like, he, you know, that now, now Liu Kang, who's still supposed to be the main hero, you know, he takes a back seat to the achievements that he's supposed to have. To his girlfriend taking it, and that means that even further back now, like Kung Lao was even pushed back further. So it's like now he looks like a chump. Yeah. Because at that point, like you know, there's like the 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 one scene in aftermath where like he ends up coming face to face with Shao Kahn and Sindel, and he gets his ass beaten by both of them, depending on who you pick, and gets tossed into the Red Sea. Right. And he's so gone. It's, yeah, it's like that's it. Once you're in the Red Sea, you're gone. Yeah, and that's like well. Unless you're freaking, what's his name, uh, Garrus. Garrus. I don't want to touch him because <laughs> Garrus like, is like a nothing character. He's just Kronika's. Actually, the thing with Kronika is she's terrible, but she's nothing. She's literally nothing there. But she's like, she's nothing. And all the problems that she has, she has the ability to just stop time and do whatever the fuck she wants while time is stopped. I'm like, how are you struggling? Stop time. Oh, I need to get my... I need to get my crown before they do. It's like, what are you talking about before they do? You're the titan of time. Stop time. Grab your shit and then do what you have to do. Well, actually, I think, and I could be wrong here, So, but I'm pretty sure they did mention that because, because I think like Shao Kahn actually brought that point up. Because he was like, why do you need my armies to help you? Like, you don't need me. You're, you're supposed to be like the thing that controls time. Right. And she mentioned because she broke time, she didn't have the power to technically do anything further with it. However, that's also why she gave Shang Tsung the, the destiny that he has about absorbing souls. So that way she would have like an unlimited soul right. power level. Like, like chronal energy or something. Yeah. Which I she, thought was a cool thing. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was a cool concept because I was like, oh shoot. Like damn, she really did control everything because she basically gave, you know, Shang Tsung that path of his life to lead him to be collecting right. souls. As if he was a battery for her. Yeah. Because that's basically what he was. Because I that was pretty sick. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. I think that that actually did it get explained when they were like, well, she couldn't do anything further. That's why she needed them. Because she already broke time, but she didn't have the power to further break time. Right. But there were so many points in the story where, like in the very beginning, when Revenant, Liu Kang, and Katana were like, damn, what are we going to do? Our castle's destroyed. She said, psych. And remade it. Rewound time. Right there. And rebuilt the castle. Or like when Liu Kang and Kun Lao were about to attack Garrus again. After they 
beat them the first time, I guess. She just, like, stopped them in their tracks. Yeah. And they are like, and she was like, we need these guys alive for reasons I don't quite understand why. Wasn't it that if they died, the revenants yeah, would disappear Yeah, if or they died, the revenants would die. Yeah. And, and she um, needed the revenants. Yeah, she needed the revenants. But why? Stop time. Wherever you go, stop the time. Do what you have to do. I don't go know. Go back. <laughs> you, need, you need your crown? Oh, why'd you even send Cetrion? Just appear in, because she can just teleport wherever she wants at a moment's notice. Appear, stop time, grab your your, um, your crown, and dip back to the hourglass. You have everything you need. Plot, I guess. I don't know. And I, it, I still also so, found it weird that Cetrion somehow was able to overpower all the other Elder Gods and just kill them. I don't know. Maybe maybe Kronika helped her fucking do it. I don't know, but it was it was just a weird. Kronika's plan was stupid because when you control time, like you don't need anyone's help. Yeah, you could literally just snap your fingers. Yeah, I fixed it. It's over. So you didn't. She didn't need to build this army to protect her hourglass. Just stop time. And if anyone breaks in while you're while you're working on it, stop time. Kill everyone. Start time again. <laughs> and just keep working on your hourglass. It's simple. It's, a, it's, it's a, easy. It's a it's a plot point that doesn't make sense. It's it, a it problem goes, with time travel, and that's yeah. why I don't like characters that control time. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I 100% agree there. Um, I want to talk about the... There's so much we could talk about Kronika and her, like... All the, her problems. Her design is terrible. I think... It's really weird. It's her face I don't like. Because how did you get Shinnok? And then how did you get Cetrion? But you have a normal white woman face. I don't have a problem with white woman face. But Cetrion is gray? Right? Or green? She's green. She... Green hair, like gray skin. Gray skin. And Shinnok also has gray skin. Yeah. It's like, why don't like... you have... And she looks like just like an, your average woman in the face. Yeah, I don't know that. That is a rude one. That is and, a um, that, that is a rude one because it's like you really look at it and go, "How did these two come from that?" Right, and that's just that's just like a, a design point. It's like why did why did she not look more extravagant? Why did she have more? Yeah, she gray skin, gray skin. Gray okay, skin. yeah. So that's just like a thing. Her kids, her kids have gray skin. Yeah, so I don't know. She was very basic looking. Basic, yeah. Very basic compared to Shao Kahn, bald head. Com- compared to, to Shinnok, Onaga. Like, when you line them all oh, up, yeah, she yeah, sticks yeah. out like a sore thumb when you line, when you have Shao Kahn, when you have Shang Tsung. Blaze. Blaze, especially yeah, Blaze. Yeah. When you line them all up and then you get to her, you're like, you look weird. Yeah, you just don't look like, you don't look like the Titan that controls all of time. Yeah, you don't, you really like, don't. Like, she got high heels on, and I don't, once again, I don't have a problem with high heels, but why are these godly beings, like, dressing like people? Yeah, it's very basic. Compared to, like, when you look at Cetrion, she looks like Mother Earth. Yeah, she looks like Earth. And then you look at Shinnok, he, you know, eventually, like, when he, even when he corrupts himself, he looks like the damn devil. Yeah. Um, and even, like, his basic form, he clearly looks like some like, type of, like, dark priest. Yeah, some, yeah dark priest. That's a good, um, perfect way to put it. And then you look at, like, I mean, we've never seen the other Elder Gods, unfortunately. They were, like, obviously our only look at Elder Gods are going to be, like, Shinnok and, and her. And Cetrion. And, and then you look at Kronika, and Kronika's just, like, very basic. She's so... Like, like she, nothing. Like, what would they... I don't know what they were thinking with her design. I heard that she was male at first in the original design for her, which doesn't mean anything. It's yeah. just maybe that could have affected... Maybe her face was different or something, and then they changed it to a female for some reason. I um, feel like... But I feel like that could have been... And, and again, nothing against her being a woman. Right. But, like, it could have been interesting because if they were going with the idea of, like, Cetron was, like, Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. Cetrion could have been Father Time. 
You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah that could have been kind of That could have been kind of a thing. Right, but, but they created know. something. I don't like that she's higher than an Elder God. Not because I just don't like her being stronger than Elder Gods. I just didn't think we needed it. Yeah. We've always been told Elder Gods are, there goes the one being, and then you have the Elder Gods. I'm like, yeah. obviously we're not going to see what's going on with the one being anytime soon. Yeah, he's soon. gone. But, like, I want to see the rest of the Elder Gods. We see there's a whole pantheon. Yeah. And so far, Shinnok's been giving us trouble. Well, how about we just fucking killed Shinnok? Let's see what these other, I want to see what these other Elder Gods do. And then I was excited when, hey, Cetrion, she's the elder god of nature. I'm like, oh, man, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Another elder god. We finally get to see some elder god action. I can't wait to see her fuck shit up. And does she fuck shit up, Lobo Bear? It's like she does. Because, I mean, if you remember, if you remember, it, it, it took, um, whether you pick Jackie or, or, or Jax, mm-hmm. in that chapter, it took them having to wear Cetrion's crown just to fight her. Right. So in in that standpoint, it's like, this is an elder god. This is this is something that they should not even be trifling with. Okay. It makes sense. You had to use something that literally empowers the Titan that controls time just to fight her. And then what happened? As soon as she took it off, Cetrion was like, oh, she shook it off, snapped her finger, half the freaking cra- ground cracked. Right. Right. Yeah. She almost killed Jackie. And then immediately after they gave her back the crown, they were like, he's like, no, bring Jackie back. She snapped her fingers. Everything was back to normal. Everything was just there. No, you can even see that there was a remnant of a crack. And it's like, holy crap. She is. This is an strong. elder god. But this... then what else does she do? And they show her power right there. And you're like, oh man, Cetron's about to be a problem. And then that's it. And then she never that's was it. a problem. She should have been out there in the big war. She should have just been hovering over and just... She could have obliterated. She could have everybody. drowned everybody in uh-huh. the sea. She could have just opened up the entire. Why was there even a ground? You have the elder god of nature. Yeah. Open it up. Open the ground up so no one can even cross. It was weird. It was just weird because you would think that maybe like she was all she really needed. She probably never needed. I mean, Kronika probably never needed like Shao Kahn's army. Right. It was weird because then um in um in Scorpion's chapter with Sub Zero. You see her create a, a bridge from the one side of the world to the others just so that way Shao Kahn's army can just go Walk past over. it. Yeah. Now, they said that it was draining her heavily, but it's like, again, this is an elder god. She yeah. literally created a path from one side of the world to the other. Like, holy crap. Like, what? And that's power. And uh, the only other thing we see her do after that was she fought Luke Kang when he became fire right. and thunder god Luke Kang. And lost. And lost, and then eventually her mom kills her and takes her power and goes, "Yes, yeah, you, you know, you kind of did a thing, but you didn't do enough. So, come here, give me your power. I need it. Bye." Yeah, it's like I can't believe that's all. Like it would have made her feel so much more powerful if everyone was like struggling with how it's like. Yeah, Kronika's doing this shit, but how are we going to deal with Cetrion? Yeah, we can't even worry about dealing with Kronika until we can deal with Cetrion right now. But no, she just stands there. What, next to Kronika. I'm like, why are you next to Kronika? Be out there stopping them from getting here. Exactly. Like, I mean, the only things I can think of, and I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses. Maybe they just wanted to have, like, maybe Kronika wanted to have somebody that was, like, more reliable protecting her specifically. So maybe that's why. I can get that. But she was also surrounded by revenants and stuff, too. I guess, but, like, then you have to sit there and think about, like, I mean, also, again, just like we're talking about that power gap. Yeah. A revenant is nothing compared to an Elder God. So the revenants like, were nothing compared to their alive versions. Yeah. They were losing 1v1s the entire game. Yeah, that's it's just weird. And it just felt like, again, that, that kind of goes back to, like, the suffering of, like, 
I don't want to say bad storytelling, but kind of is. It's kind of bad storytelling. Like, it's like... A lot of this is just bad writing. Yeah, like... Which sucks. Big time. Like I said, part of me really wanted to like the story, but that dependency on so much of this time travel stuff, and just some stuff just didn't make absolute sense. I really don't know why they had to go the time travel route. Couldn't she have done? I mean, like you just said, Cetron could have just sunk the boat. Right. She well, could have done as as, so much. As soon as the Earth Realm people could have got on the boat, she could have been like, "Hey, well, maybe because the it, boat would have broken. There's nothing at the bottom of the sea. Maybe because it was made out of blood, she had no control over it. I can give them that. Maybe well, I'm, she. Oh, can't. I'm just talking about destroying the boat. Just the boat. Oh, just the boat itself. Like, just oh, like winds and shit. Okay, like winds or winds just. I mean, she can throw, like, I mean, you, we see her, like, she can, like, summon, like, anything and just do it. Like, maybe she could have just, like, if she could create a bridge across the world, maybe she could have, like, pulled a bunch of earth, carried over, and just dropped a giant boulder on the okay. ship. They, they would have been in the middle of, of the sea. Karan's fleet would have gone nowhere. Right. It would have all just would have sunk. That's, it would have been so, and the thing is, that would be so easy yeah. for her to do. It would be so easy. She's an elder god of nature. This isn't like, this isn't like tremor. Yeah. Right. Trying to, trying to lift the rocks. Right. This isn't some human character that gets the power of like an earth elemental. Yeah. This is an elder god of nature who controls all facets of nature. Yeah. Agree. Like, and you let them, you let them roll on you with you have this power. Someone who controls winds and water and earth and everything in between. You let them roll on you in boats. And boast the the the, the you know form what? of transportation that's almost the most influenced by the weather. You let them roll on you in boats. You know what's crazy, and this is something that you just pointed out too. Is like she can control water. Blood, blood has water in it. Well, if they so say if they say she can control water, then you can be like, well, how come she can't control people? Then they're filled with blood. So I get why they didn't touch that. I mean, I, I understand it. that. I, I mean, wouldn't touch that neither. She was like a blood, <laughs> like the ultimate bloodbender, just right, and just develops them with the blood water and that's it. Go by. So I, 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 I get, I get that. Um, just another yeah. character with wasted potential. Wasted potential. This whole game, this whole story is wasted potential. But what I really wanted to see, and they showed a couple of like closer um, uh, visuals of some of the other elder gods. You didn't see a lot of stuff, but I want to see some other elder gods. Like, mm-hmm. Cetron's cool. She's a god of nature. But I don't want to see a god of nature. I've seen gods of nature before. What else can the elder gods do? And it's crazy because we did get a shot slightly of, like, what the elder gods kind of look like yeah. when, when Raiden went there. Because well, he conferred we, with the elder gods. Yeah, we saw... <laughs> I must confer with the elder gods. But we, we saw, we saw like, her, her image. Like, it was a vague image, obviously, because right. she's, like, huge and everything. But we saw her face and her features, and we see the other Elder Gods. Yeah. But it's like, all right, what do they do? Yeah, what do they do? They just stand there. Why does Cetron... Oh, I guess because she... Somehow they get overpowered by... Then again... It's a it's a, it's a weird one. Right, because Shinnok was also able to fight back against them by himself. Mm-hmm. So maybe... Know, maybe uh, maybe it has just, something to do with Kronika's, Kronika's I don't know. power. I mean, it, like it's I the same question. It was like... You know, why would they let Kronika's children be on the Council of the Elder Gods, maybe, or something? Like, I don't know. It's a very... I, I just kind of assumed that, that she weird. birthed all the Elder Gods, but no. But that, that gets retconned, because no, there's does. more than one Titan. Yeah. So, it's like, Kronika's not the only Titan. She's just the Titan of time. Yeah, it's weird. And so, uh, and also, I, I thought... No, never mind, because they kind of answered that. I was going to say, I thought there was only one Kronika in time... But then with Aftermath, there's... Chronicle gets brought back when it's everything's reset. But 
It's a weird. But because since Liu Kang is the the new keeper of the of, hourglass, yeah. or whatever, I guess she just became not a fixed point. Because technically, there's more than one Cetrion too, because they confirm that in the dialogue between her and Raiden. Because Raiden actually says, like, you know, this is in our first fight, and he's she's like, we have fought in every timeline, and he's like, let this be our last battle. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Okay, uh-huh. sure thing. But yeah, um, there's many videos out there that detail very heavily on like the all the flaws in Kronika's plans. So I'm not gonna, I don't want to touch on it too too heavy. Mm-hmm. But she makes some for being being able to stop time and reverse time and fast forward time. You really don't need anyone's help. And if you do need help, getting your elder god daughter that can control all of nature is probably the only other help you'll need to secure your plans. Yeah. I wish they could have... I think with Kronika, instead of making her trying to get... Uh, I don't need this perfect timeline, but it keeps getting fucked up. It's like, well, you're doing something wrong if it fucks up every time. Mm-hmm. I think instead of getting making her try to work on the perfect timeline, they should just make her like a bored god. It's like, I just like to see how things will turn out. I like to put y'all through this shit. They like, can make her sadistic. I like to see y'all die. My question was, and this is a weird one too, but I feel like this was an easy one that we could have, like you just said, like she could have done. The main problem she always can say, she always says in the story is that Raiden is the problem. Mm-hmm. Why didn't she just blink him out of existence the, from the start? Yeah. He's a, he's, well, not even a god. He's a, actually a demigod. So he's not even like, an, yeah, since just, he's not an elder god. He's an earth realm protector. That's what I'm saying. Like she... She blanked out her daughter out of existence to steal her power to make herself stronger. Mm-hmm. So clearly she can blank out an elder god with no problem. So what makes Raiden so special that she couldn't just go, bye? Yeah, why, is he, why does Raiden <laughs> in particular keep getting in the way of your plans? And even when he combines his power with Liu Kang, I mean, again, he's still only... He creates Liu Kang to be another demigod. Mm-hmm. He's still not an elder god. Right, and you still shouldn't be losing to him. Even with Onaga's fire being in Liu Kang and... Combining Onaga's fire with, like, that of, like, Raiden's power and stuff like that. It's still, like, yeah, but that's still not an Elder God. Right. Like, what, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, why do, why are we why are we still a problem? Like, again, couldn't you just, like, blank him out of existence? Right, just you, control, by you, Raiden? you control time. Just make a timeline where Raiden doesn't come into existence. Exactly. You have literally all the time in the world to do it. I mean... No pun intended, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, another thing I want to touch on is... And this, like, this didn't bother me. It's not like... I guess it's technically a negative. Okay. Um, is Sector. Or Sector. Sector, okay. Yeah, Sector. However you want to pronounce it. Um, is Sector. And his role in bringing the Takunin, his league of cyber ninjas... I mean, they brought is the Linkway cyberized their people. Yep. That was a big thing in the older games, and it was defunct. And then they brought it back under because under Chronicles orders, hey, start giving me a cyber army. Cool. And Sector was in charge of this, right? Yeah. And Sector was making plays. He's invading the special forces. He's building these people. He's recruiting people. He's got ships and stuff. He's conferring with Kronika and all this time guys Sector is not a playable character he's not he has a fully new model and he's not playable Sector and Cyrax and Cyrax they have big parts and they're not playable but you know who is playable Frost now Frost is supposed to be quote unquote leading 
the I'm going to call him the Takunin, but it's like the Cyber Linkway Army. Yeah. Um. She's supposed to be leading them under like Kronika's orders, and all she is is just like an off button. You kill Frost and all the Cyber Linkway falls. Which um, there's a there's a problem with that. That but I'll we'll get into that in a minute. Okay. But yeah. Now my problem is. It's like, why are we able to play as Frost, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I like Frost. Do not get me wrong. I like Frost a lot. Um, like, playing as her. I've always liked her character. I thought she was interesting. Um, but as far as the story goes, mm-hmm. you cyberize Frost, which I don't mind. But why is she not in Sector's position? All Frost does is walk next to Garrus and Kronika nearly the whole time. Mm-hmm. But Sector's out there making plays. Like, they're like, we have to stop Sector. I was like, why? Sector is not even playable. Yeah. Like, you like you fight him, but he's got this old moveset from MKX. So I'm like, why is Frost the playable one and not Sector? That really disappointed me because Sector is actually one of my favorites. Okay. From going back. Now, I love playing as Sector. Um, like when I played MK9 and we got the, we got to play as the human eye Sector. That was cool. I was like, oh, I liked him. I didn't even know he, I didn't know he was, uh, he was black. That's Cyrax. Oh, no, I mean Cyrax. I'm he's sorry. I'm, I'm he's completely messed up. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, actually, that, that's what I'm at. Not Sector. Oh, so you don't Cyrax. like... He doesn't actually give a shit about Sector. I'm sorry. No, fuck he's, he's not a Sector fan. Well, yeah, he's red. Wah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, but, like, yeah, Sector. Like, I loved him. I thought he was such a cool character. And I was like, oh, man, we got the human version of him? He looks so cool. Just mm-hmm. like we got the human version of Smoke. Like, I like those versions. I thought they were really cool to see, like, both sides of them. Now... In this one, it's like crazy because we fight them, and like you said, they have full move sets. Mm-hmm. They have fatalities. They have brutalities. Why are they're in the game? Why can't we just get them? It doesn't make sense. They're not and, playable, bro. And then what makes it even weirder was like the whole point of Scorpion and Sub Zero breaking into the uh, the Lin Kuei, um Cyber Factory was that they were told they they were told that oh if you if we reset. Uh, sec, uh, um, we reset Cyrax, reset him. He can actually break the Cyber Linkway thing, and the Cyber Linkway go away. Mm-hmm. And that clearly didn't work. No, it didn't work. It we was still clearly the whole army. Yeah, it was like, wait, so that was all a waste. It was a waste of and time, it, and it makes me sad because I'm like, oh man, we lost, we lost Cyrax. Right. <laughs> he was so I feel cool. like the whole point was just this big frost reveal. I guess. I'm like, I get it, but she didn't do anything. She's not doing anything. Her and at that point, it was like, yeah, you, like it just made no sense to me. I it, don't know. Yeah, it blew my mind. It's like how much Sector was doing in the story. It's like someone had an old list of playable characters, and they wrote the whole story, and then they said, oh, shit, I forgot to tell you. It's not Sector anymore. Frost is, is Frost and not Sector. And they're like, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> why didn't you tell me it was Frost? I wrote the whole thing with Sector. It's like going to the store, and, and then they forgot to ask for milk. Yeah. <laughs> And like you didn't, you didn't get the one thing. I just, you should have updated me. It's like, damn, ah, no one will care. Who's, who cares about Sector? And everyone's like, damn, where's Sector? Cause they, they gave Sector like a sick opening where he just kind of walks in. And I forget what he says, but he like, he like makes his cool quip and they have all this music behind him. Like the way he entered, I'm like, we're fighting him. It's like he's playable. Like he'll say, it's like he's got to be playable, and he's not playable, yo. Like one of those, like remember back in the day when we had to like unlock characters? Yeah. Like it was, we didn't buy these characters. We actually unlocked them by beating them. And sometimes you had to do different shit too. Yeah, like uh, like what was what was it? Mortal Kombat One, you had to do all that secret stuff just to fight Reptile. Oh my goodness. And then like in Mortal Kombat Two, you had like to do all that secret stuff to what was it? Reptile again or was it Chameleon? And two. And two. Who was it? And two, you could. 
get smoke by get smoke. fighting on the portal. And when it said toasty, you hit down and start. Something like that. And then that. Jade, you had to do on the arcade ladder, the fight right before the question mark. You had to win with, and I'm going to get this wrong, because uh, either you, you had to win with either just low kick or just high kick, one of those. Mm-hmm. And there, there was always Jade. It was always dumb reasons. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, noob side, I was... Just 50 wins. Like yeah, 50 that straight was, wins. That but, was ridiculous. But that's what was cool. Uh, that's what I was excited about. Because I was like, oh, maybe... Because I looked at... When the, the game came out, obviously everybody, we were all excited about it. We were excited to see it. And then when I when I saw that, I was like, wait, these were these two weren't in the character reveals. Right. They're not on any of the finalized roster. <gasps> what if they're secret characters and we can unlock them? Well, like Cyber Sub-Zero and Nine. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, this is so cool. I'm so excited. And then... Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. They gave them whole new redesigns for no reason. High quality redesigns. Yeah, too. they looked fantastic. They looked great. Both of them do. And I was like, so... Nothing? Like, we wait, I beat them and there's nothing in there? And then, like, I went and I, I Googled it like crazy. <laughs> Just Googled it. How to like, play as Sector and yep. Cyrax. And, like, and it was crazy. You can look online and you can actually find their movesets. Like, yeah. they have a whole... Like, they're in there. I don't know if, like, maybe they're saving them for, like, another combat pack We're or something. We're probably going to get them for DLC because... They already did seventy percent of the work. They had the the the, gotta be the models and the skeletons. All of that's made already. Yeah, like the same thing. Like you know, like like reptile. They have the whole thing for reptile in there. He's in the crypt multiple times. Yeah, we see. We see. Like if you actually play the crypt, I don't know if you know this, but there are three models of of reptile you find. Three. I only found there's, one. There's three. So you find the reptile that's like the old movie, like rear. Oh movie. yeah, I saw there's, that one. There's that I found one. That one. Then you find um the MKX, MKX one. one. Yeah, yeah. And then there's another one where he's a ninja. So that one I haven't I haven't found. I haven't been I've, in a crypt in a long, long time. I wanted it and had never been back inside. I found it randomly, like literally two days ago. Oh damn. Okay. I was I, I was just added it. Maybe I don't know. I was just going through it. And um, I had the Kenshi thing, uh, like the Kenshi mask on, trying to find like hidden chests and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I saw him, but I was like, "Wait, that's not the MKX one. That's the old Ninja version." Oh, okay. I was like, "Oh, that's cool." But he had a whole body design. All right. All right. It wasn't like they just copy and pasted it like a like a like an eight bit version of him or whatever. It was it was a full like fleshed out design. You can see his muscles. You can see like the, the everything, like the detail on his costume and everything. I'm like. Y'all have these models, and you're trying to tell me you can't put these characters <laughs> right, in? Right, just put them in. Like, just add them in. Now, that segues perfectly, because I think it would be a disservice, given the name and model of my show, to not talk about Reptile. Ugh, poor guy. Um, as you guys know, Reptile is my favorite fighting game character. And he is not in MK11, which... By itself broke my heart. Mm-hmm. That by itself, not being able to play as him, broke my whole heart. He was my third favorite Mortal Kombat character. Mm-hmm. My third. And he's not in this game. But the bigger tragedy about Reptile not being playable is that his race has the most storied history in Mortal Kombat as far as what they've been through and Reptile's struggle. Like, they, they're the original Earth-Realm inhabitants, is his race, and then the war between Elder Gods happened, Shinnok and all of them, and they got, I think it was Shinnok, or maybe it was Anag, I don't remember. Uh, um, I think, no, I think it was Shinnok. It, it, it had to have been Shinnok to destroy the whole thing. And they got driven to a new realm, Zatera, which was then annexed by Shao Kahn, mm-hmm. and they're all slaughtered, except for... Reptile and Chameleon, 
It was the female one too, right? Female one is confirmed as a Terran. Okay, yeah. But male one is not confirmed. Probably is, but not confirmed. Um, And the fact that no, like, in this time travel thing, in this time travel story, Mm -hmm. where people are being pulled from time, you guys didn't touch on the history of the Zeterans, of reptiles race. It gets mentioned throughout the Mortal Kombat story, past and present, before the retcon, uh, before the reboot, and after the reboot. Where reptiles always like, my race, the Saurians, the Zeterans, I need to bring them back, this whole thing, we need to bring them back, I need the Sir so I can bring them back, I need to bring them back. Everyone's like, hey, everyone always makes a promise, hey, we're going to bring your people back. It would have been so much more powerful if Kronika brought them back. Mm-hmm. You know? Think you about need, that as an army. Right. You need an army? Bring back the Zeterans. They would follow you just for for saving them. You know? Like, like you wouldn't even have to manipulate them. She's always manipulating people. Like, you wouldn't have to. Just save their lives. Yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy because... I mean, when you think of MK as a whole... Yeah, you don't have to be like a like a super fan or anything, but you know Sub Zero, you know Scorpion, and most of the one of the big names you usually hear Reptile. Mm-hmm. He's very recognizable. Oh yeah, um, he's one of the first secret playable character. Uh, not secret, not playable. One of the first secret characters in video game history. Yeah, video and, game, not just fighting game history. Yeah, and you know he's such a he's such a legacy character, and it just it is like I agree with you hundred percent. It's such a tragedy, like with his backstory, his character, like. So I had this debate with someone before where they were like, is Reptile a villain? And I've always said no. Really. If you really look at Reptile, Reptile, he's a survivor. His job is not to engage in like politics as far as like, am I good or evil? It is to survive. So in order to survive, he served Shao Kahn. And obviously we saw that in MK9, he was there at the Coliseum fighting for Shao Kahn and stuff. But then when we went to 10, we noticed that again, like he... He was serving under Melina because he didn't have a choice. He was right. like, I, I want to survive. Who's gonna? Who's the con right now? Melina. All right, I served her dad. So, I mean, she's probably right. not going to kill me. Right, she trusts me a little bit at yeah. least. And she's then, crazy. And then what happened? He he defected to wanting to have Kotal do it. Right. Because he wanted to do... He wanted to like have Outworld have a better con. He saw Melina was a problem. Mm-hmm. She was not leading anything. She was just like, yeah, I'm, she was a brat. She was a spoiled brat because she was. Tech, she's basically a child. She is. She's literally a, a, a. She's literally the mind of like a five-year-old. Yeah. Like that's it. And and what did he do? He 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 gathered that that secret council of like him, Devora, and Kotal and Aramak, and being like, yeah, man, like she's like a problem. Like she's not even really Shao Kahn's heir. She's not a, a biological daughter. She was made in the flesh pits from Tarkatan blood. And Katana's blood. So technically, she's not even related to Shao Kahn. Right, and he was like one of the few that knew that too. Not everyone yeah. really knew that. And that's what and that's what made him even more like interesting. Then what happened? He ended up defecting to Kotal's side. Yeah. And then and serving him. Poof. And he's gone. He didn't die. No, he didn't die. No he, one was like Reptile's dead. I found him. He's just not there. The last time we see him is during the fight where they um the special forces no not the special forces the um. The uh, the Shaolins were getting captured, mm-hmm. and they fought on that bridge with uh, with Raiden, Kung Lao, and Liu Kang. Right, and he just lost the fight. Right, that was a flashback, though. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's the last time we saw him. Yeah, in in the game, and he, then he, he attacked them in the forest, the red blood forest. 
Like, he attacked them in the forest, the combat kids. And he remember, he, like, spit. Oh, yeah, he did. And he spit into Kata's eyes, and then they washed out with water. I was like, that's acid, you know? Yeah, that's acid. acid. He's, he's pretty sure. He's blind. He's gone. It's MK politics. <laughs> MK politics. <laughs> so he's gone. Main characters. Leave him alone. Right, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it doesn't affect <laughs> But, them. like, yeah, like, other than that, yeah, yeah, that's right. They did pop up in there, and then that's it. He was gone. He was gone. Never saw he, he never died. He never was confirmed dead or anything. Obviously, my rule... In any video game show or anything, unless a body is presented, they're not dead. They're, they're not dead. And clearly, again, Reptile is a survivor. Yeah. So he obviously must have dipped out somewhere and just was like, oh, I'm out of here. Yeah, as soon as he saw how things were going, like, I need to back off. Yeah. And I feel like it's such a disservice to not even just the character, but the communities. Mm. How do you leave out one of the top ninja characters in this game... Just like that. Like, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. And it, it broke my heart. Like, I know that, I know for you, obviously, Reptile is your boy. Oh my god, I obviously. was, I was, uh, I was scraping at anything. I'm like, everyone's like, is Reptile gonna make it? I was like, yeah, he's gonna make he it. He had to. The whole time, I'm like, they just haven't showed it. Like, here's a leak of all the characters. I'm like, this is wrong. Leak's wrong. Leak's wrong. <laughs> it has to be. And then it just keep being right all the way down. I'm like, Leak's wrong. Leak's wrong. And then he's been teased and like he was teased in like possibly in combat pack one. Then we got the trailer of the full combat pack. He wasn't there. Right. Then there was a leak of like, oh, he might like there's like dialogues and stuff of possibly him being in there. And they're like, okay, cool, maybe he's gonna be in combat pack two. Maybe, maybe there. Again, not there. Nope. So now it's like supposedly there are leaks about a third one. We got the aftermath pack and so, he's not there either. Yeah, so it's like there's this third one that they said they might going to be doing and obviously we, we've already just said that Sector and Cyrax may end up just being in that. Um, but I would feel like if they don't put him in there, then throw the whole damn team away. Yeah. I, mean, I know throw I will. The, throw the pack away. I'm done. All right, once, they have the, once Combat Pack 3 comes out, if Reptile's not in it, I'm packing it up with MK11. That's it. For, that's the only reason I still have it installed in my game for the small chance that Reptile's in. Because I love Baraka, too. Yeah. I right. love Baraka, but Reptile's Fighting my man. Boy. Reptile is my man. And I feel like if they end up doing, like, an MK12, for example, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the on the path that we're going, maybe somehow is going to be there. You have to have Reptile in there. You have to have Reptile. Reptile is directly linked to Onaga's resurrection, so it's like... You have to. Well, with how much they're talking, um, how much things would change given the ending of MK11, I don't think um, Reptile will be the host for Anaga this time. I think they'll find a different way to bring him back to life. I think it has something to do with Dagon. Well, they also rumored Goro. Goro, they said, Goro was here in whispers. And of course they had, oh, I'll never fall like that weakling Shiva, of course. Well, they um, there's a uh, like that we can. What is it? I mean, um, there's a um, there's a dialogue between Shiva, and I think like her counterpart, and it like uh, like uh, like if you fight Shiva versus right, Shiva, 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 one of the one of the dialogues I believe is that they're like she that the one Shiva's from like an alternative world, okay, and she's like they're like Prince Goro will be the new host for Onaga, and she's all like I will never let you get close to Goro. Also, I hate her voice in the new one. Yeah. I hate She sounds so dumb. <laughs> like, it's, she, she just sounds pretty it's dopey, just, yeah. It's just sound the way... You can I, just tell her voice is just pitched down, her actress's voice. I'm going to punch you. <laughs> Anger <laughs> is how you release true fury. What? No, stop. Okay, so... um, Yeah, so the fact that it didn't touch on Reptile 
and his race at all, despite the fact that it's one of the biggest tragedies in Mortal Kombat history, as per them. Mm -hmm. You know, it gets referenced a lot, the extermination of the Zaterans and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's held over Reptile's head to get him to serve so often, so verbally, all the time. And so I want to see you next time. Uh, Reptile, pretty much as well. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to start wrapping up here. But there is, I do want to give a few positives to, um, to the story. The choreography of the in cutscene fights are great. That's I think fantastic. they're all they're all good. Um, I did like that Kotal got ran by Shao Kahn. I know you didn't like it, but I like Shao Kahn way more than I like Kotal Kahn. And I just never thought that Kotal could take Shao Kahn. I don't think anyone, really, aside from Liu Kang, could take Shao Kahn 1v1. Oh, I don't think so. I don't care what MK11 tried to shove down my throat. So, to, to backtrack on that real quick, um, maybe I didn't clarify it that well. I didn't think that Kotal would be able to beat Shao Kahn. Okay, okay. I just wished there was a better fight. A better fight for Khan versus Khan. Yeah, like, I, I felt like, because only at that point, I felt like he could have at least put up a better fight. Yeah. At least. I did like how they both use really heavy weapons to fight, like yeah. a giant sword and a giant hammer. I dug that. Yeah, like, I just, I would just wish there was a better, like, like, I never would think in a thousand years that Shao Kahn was going to get overpowered by Kotal. Kotal, okay. But I, I kind of wanted, like, because like we talked about, he's smarter. He's smarter. Much so smarter. it's like, you know, like when like like that point where like he pushes like Kotal's face against the the, the cage, and there was like that big monster. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised Kotal didn't like do something like try to open the cage and have the monster jump at Shao Kahn and stuff like that, or try to be a little sneaky. He's smarter because he <sighs> has to be smarter if you want to be Shao Kahn. I don't know. I just I just expected a better fight. Yeah, and I, I was like, see, I understand that. I was like, damn man, you got your ass ran. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 not only that, that man took your legs away. Yeah, he took your legs, man. He was a cripple. He's, he's now he's now Joe Swanson of the Mortal Kombat oh, universe. No, Kotal Swanson. <laughs> um. Yeah, and, and the aforementioned Dark Raiden fight against the Nether Realm, I thought that was absolutely sick to death. Yeah, that was awesome. I loved that. Um, but there was there was one scene um, that actually, like, I don't want to say made me tear up, but like, I got a lump in my throat when I was watching. Like, I felt, it was, like, super effective, you know? And I was like, yo, damn. And it was early in the game, so it gave me so much, like, so much hope for the story. Because mm -hmm. it was, like, earlier in the game... And that was, um, that was with Jax. It was, I think, right before the Nether Realm invasion or right after. No, it's definitely after the, everyone came back, I think. Are you talking about when, uh, he, he would, like, refused or whatever to help or whatever? No, with Jax, like, it op the scene opens, um, um, Jackie is talking to, yeah, it was right after the time merger because Jackie and Johnny were like, Hey, it's weird. Isn't it weird? It's like looking at ghosts, you know, Sonya's supposed to be dead. And Jack's over here being all cool and funny when he's actually like in our timeline, like a broken man. Isn't like looking at ghosts and we're like, yeah. And then Jackie's like, man, he's probably freaking out right now. Cause I can't get a hold of him because we're so far away. There's no signal. And then it goes to Jack's and Jack's house. His house is a fucking mess. It's dark. You know, the lights are off and, um, the, light, the lights are off, it's dark, it's messy, and he's, like, panicking. He's, like, moving stuff around. He's, like, lifting, throwing papers. He's looking in shelves. He's lifting his whole couch up and stuff, and he's, like, he's like on the verge of tears and stuff, and he's looking, and what's he look for? He's, look, he's just looking for his phone. Yeah. And he just, he, he wants to, and you see all the pictures of him and his wife and Jackie. Jackie, when she, like, graduated from military school, I assume, or when she grew 
also when she graduated college, I think, or when she was a kid, and all those fun little posters, all this dark backdrop of his sad little house, right? It's not that, that little, but his sad house. And he finds the phone, he tries to call, he tries to call Jackie, but it doesn't get through because there's no signal, and he, like, breaks the phone, it, yeah. and he like, throws it, and he, like, breaks down, and he starts fucking crying. And I was like, damn. Like, that scene, like, that got me. I'm like, yo, that was strong. That was a strong, strong scene. Um, I didn't get, I didn't really do it much justice explaining it here, but just look at, look it up if you can. Like, find, like, a Mortal Kombat 11 movie on YouTube or something. It's, I think it's, like, 40 minutes in, if you're just playing the story straight or something. Yeah, it's, uh, I agree. Um, that was a strong, I was like, damn, yo, that could have made, like, if I was in, like, if I was sad already and then I watched that, I probably would have cried. <laughs> yeah, if I had already, like, lost a family member or something like that and I watched that scene, like, that would have made me cry. It, um, it makes me see why he did what he did. Yeah, you like, understood him. It makes him. sense because it was like, like, later on when you see him, like, at Cetrion's side, like, helping, like, you know, and then he, like, he's pleading with his younger self, like, don't let them do this to our baby girl. Like, the man is broken. Yeah. And you have to really think about it, like, going back and looking at everything he's been through. He went through, you know, losing his arms in Nine then getting cyber getting the cyber arms then dying and becoming a revenant yeah. then being a slave to doing all these horrible things right, that he, for 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 decades he, like 20 yeah. something years yeah and then then being brought back to life then falling in love and finding that woman but then he still wasn't himself right cuz she ended up dying yeah cuz and she was like his glue and then she died and he and just then fell he had apart. Jackie um, she's like Jackie he's like Jackie's gonna go through all the shit I went through yep and then what did she do like I mean like obviously like you know like seeing him how broken he was and how upset she was that she enlisted mm-hmm. like to me that, that that scene where he like told her he was like I never wanted this life for you I never wanted you out there I was like you felt that and yeah. even me as a father myself I was like damn that 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 to my heart right here bro it was strong Jack, um, Jack's the most fleshed out character in this whole series at this point he's the only one that seemed one one of them yeah he's the only one that seemed like aside from like scorpion who seems like they've gone through anything at all you know what i mean everyone just kind of comes into the next game fresh i I can slightly agree with that because i still feel like like the the bro the bro bro uh ninjas you know sub-zero and scorpion Scorpion, right right like if you go back and you really look at i felt like between those three they have had the best developments of any other characters. Like, they emotionally, I am personally attached to, I can say, all three of them. Right. I hate fighting Jax. Absolutely hate right, fighting, fighting him. him. Yeah, yeah. But, like, his character, I loved what they did. Yeah, me it too. Was, it was a great rendition. And then what they did with Scorpion and Sub-Zero, I loved it. Seeing, like, Scorpion come from the anger and just this vengeance of only wanting to just kill Sub-Zero to finding out that everything that he did and knew was wrong. Even that moment where, like, he, when he realized that he killed Kwai Liang's brother for nothing, that he is responsible for new being who he is now, mm-hmm. like, all of that was for nothing. Nothing, yeah, all over a lie. And I love, I, I liked the fact also that Kwai Liang didn't blame him. Like, he went through a lot himself. Mm-hmm. The man went from, fi- like, his brother getting killed to finding, to, to, to becoming a cyber. Right, you know, being enslaved. You know, being enslaved, then being freed, then becoming a revenant. Then becoming back from the Revenant, then coming back to try to reclaim the Lin Kuei and fix what was wrong with right, it. Right, had a lot wrong with it. Yeah, like 
all of that, reforming that entire like legacy, mm-hmm. you know, and then like in the comics they explained how he did it because he he, he originally after he, him and Cyrax killed Sector, Cyrax became the Lin Kuei master because it was programmed in the Cyber Lin Kuei that he would be the next one. Okay. And then he kills himself. He's like, no, Kwai Yang, I'm not going to yeah, do this. No Cyber Lin Kuei. And that's what's crazy because Kwai Yang and, and between Kwai Yang, uh, Smoke, um, and Cyrax, they were actually like bros. They were actually really good friends. And having him to go, damn, I just lost my brother, another brother again. Another, another one. Like, I don't have, Smoke is gone. Mm-hmm. Cyrax is now gone. I'm literally alone. I have to restart everything. And he still did. And then he, he to me, like, seeing that piece made between the Shirai Ryu and the Lin Kuei, I was like, I love this. Right, that was legendary. And but it, that was also an MKX, not MK11. I know, but uh, I'm leading into that. Oh, okay, okay. Then seeing, like, he built all of that. Mm-hmm. And then we go into MK11. And then, like, that scene where he's, like, scoping out the thing. Yeah. You see Scorpion coming up behind him. And, like, he, you're like, oh, man, what is about to happen? Don't tell me they're about to try to fight. And he's all like, I heard your footsteps. You know, like, <laughs> you're getting old. Like, like right. that relationship yeah, was great. I could, yeah, I could see that. But what really got me was the compassion that Hanzo showed him when he walked into that factory and he found that Lin Kuei medallion. You saw Sub-Zero was broken. Yeah, that was fucked up. He was, was he real was, fucked up. He just, it was covered in blood. Pieces of his people are all over the place. And you see Scorpion just put his hand on his shoulder. He's like, we will avenge your clan. And I was like, I like that. You could see the emotion on his face. He was ripped apart. And typically, if you play through his dialogues, watch any of his fights, Sub-Zero says in every one, he has to control his emotions. And that was the one moment that I was like, you actually see him break that. Yeah, because he was mad. He was yeah. big mad. He was... It was he, big mad, but... He was probably I, upset, guilt-ridden. Yeah, like... That he wasn't there to stop it. Yeah, all like... All kinds of stuff. All three of them, I felt like... I, I felt like maybe... I'll put Jax above all of them. Jax definitely goes up top with his most emotional attack. Right, because I haven't, I haven't felt in the video game store in so long. They're yeah. all just, they all just kind of seem silly to me. Yeah, like, I was like, damn, okay. Jax up there. That was real. I say Sub Zero goes right after that, and then Scorpion okay. because that me that that moment with him and his younger self, that that was a, that was a beautiful moment to be honest. I loved that moment when he was like, "You have to let go. Like, don't do this. I built the I built the Shirai Ryu again." Go back and find out. He goes back to the fire gardens and his younger self is like, yo, he was telling the truth. Right. The fire gardens are actually rebuilt. Oh my They're being God. destroyed all the time. Like, he's like, like, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are like at least the three points that I could say I loved about the game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They, and they did. And it, But it was. What am I trying to get at here? It was three. Those three characters, they've been through a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. They've been through. So much between 9 to 11. And the thing that pisses me off is... It's like, that's the potential, right? Yeah. We say all this waste of potential. But it's like y'all started... It's like, it felt like there's two different writers. It's like, oh, we're going to write this story about them coming to terms with all the shit being revenants and people dying. We're going to write this good story. And they were doing that shit. They were... Writing it, it was turned out great. They had Jax's story, like, yeah, that's perfect. They had Sub-Zero's story, like, oh, that's fucking great. Scorpion's story, like, oh, hell yeah. And then they, someone came in and said, ooh, we need you to we need you to stop that right now. We need Cassie Cage. We need Kronika in here. We need, uh, we need all these characters to be doing nothing. You know, we need Jade. We need Jade to punk out Kodo. We need Katana to punk out Shao Kahn. And they're like, but it doesn't go with the story. I'm writing. I'm writing a masterpiece. I'm writing the best fighting game story ever. What are you doing? 
Yeah, like that's that's the impression I, I get. And I don't like that. No, I I, I agree with you one hundred percent on that because there's so much like the like the revenants meeting their like younger selves mm-hmm. again. Like there's so much story that could have been told with that, but they didn't. Like I felt like the only one that benefited from that was Lou because yeah, like when he fused with him, yeah, he yeah he became he became one with his own revenant. But like, like you saw, like that was a good moment because it was like we were. I was, I was like, oh no, are they about to kill Lou for a second time? <laughs> and then his and his revenant stole his own soul, like, I, and that was, I was like, that's fucking twisted. Yeah, that is twisted. He stole his own soul and just put it into back into his own body. So it's just, but like Katana was that like her revenant story was like, ah, that's it. That she was just Katana there. Had no revenant. Her revenant did, had no story. She was just there. They're just dedicated. She ended up like getting her, but she ended up getting beat up when they uh, broke into the factory. I mean, not the factory, her uh, Kronika's key. Yeah. And then Kong Lao, same thing. He was just there. Yeah, they're just fodder. They're just like just goons. Yeah, um, makes me sad. But now the final thing, and I hate to have been going on to like a positive to fall back onto a negative. Um, but I meant to hit this earlier, and I forgot. I wanted to leave off on a positive note, so I, I'll have to think of something a positive note. Um. But the final thing that I feel like is the biggest waste of potential that they kind of squander that they could have was Noob Saibot. Oh, that dude. was the biggest Absolutely. one for me. And I think Noob Saibot's design is amazing. I don't play Noob Saibot. I played him a little bit in 9, but and I played him in Trilogy. Uh, then again, so did everybody. I mean... Um, I hate fighting. I hate fighting bonsai. Yeah, his, his move is really vicious. <laughs> he's, he's vicious. Um, but I feel like you have a story. Once again, you have a story about characters going through time. You have a time travel story, and you also have a character like Noob Cybot, who was the previous Sub Zero, who was killed by Scorpion, mm-hmm. and. Now, you have this character who's, like, Noob, like, Bihan, not even before he was Noob side, Bihan was vicious. He was loyal to a fault to the Lin Kuei. He would do anything. He, he cared for nobody. Mm-hmm. He had slight feelings for Serena, and that's it. He didn't care about his parents. He didn't care about, he barely cared about his brother. He told him over and over, like, some of their dialogues, is just he says it. He's like, what did I always tell you? Quietly, Yang, he's like to never trust family. He's like, no, never trust anybody. And he ends it with the least of all family. Yeah. Like, so I was like, oof. And then he comes, and he, and now Noob Saibot's back, and he sees Scorpion and Sub Zero, like they're best friends now. They're bros now. Like they done pretty much combined the Shiryu and the Linkway under their friendship banner. And he has nothing to say about that. He's just a minion. This is Noob Saibot. He's. Like, he, he, he sees himself as the perfect warrior. He said, he said, Quan Chi perfected me. He said, I thought yeah. I was perfect before, and then Quan Chi upped me up. Now I'm perfect. I'm a perfect warrior. And they didn't play that up at all. But all the things you've been saying, I brought this up way earlier in the podcast. Um, you're saying, like, these cool scenes with young Sub-Zero, uh, I'm sorry, young Scorpion and old Scorpion, they were great. Do not get me wrong. I like them a lot. But I feel like young Scorpion should have been replaced with Noob Saibot. I think Noob Saibot should have that anger that needs to be quelled like when he finds out that like everyone was like cyberized or, or something. 
they should, like, you know how young Scorpion needs to let go of his anger, mm-hmm. and old Scorpion's like, you gotta let go of your anger. I feel like that could have been um, Sub-Zero and Scorpion talking to, like, noob Cybot. It's like, listen, man, your anger is, like, it's misplaced. It's like, who are you to serve some Randy, some Kronika, who, who? You're Lin Kuei, you know, this is, this isn't who you are, you know, I'm your brother, I know you don't, you don't care about me, but I'm still Lin Kuei, you can be Lin Kuei too, you know, we're trying to make Lin Kuei strong again. I don't know, I don't have, obviously I didn't plan a whole script out to see. Nah, I get you. But I feel like that could have worked out. I think that it could have been a very good way to bring all three of them in full circle. Yeah, yeah. Because, obviously, like, again, like we said earlier, Scorpion's entire legacy was all built on a lie. Mm-hmm. His vengeance was for the Lin Kuei, finds out an ex, Lin Kuei had nothing to do with his, they, they were happy with their deaths, but it was like, they had nothing to do with it. It was Quan Chi that killed them. And that means that, if you go backtrack all the way, Scorpion's revenge was absolutely for nothing. So that means that if you look at, for Bihan, especially being who he is, you know, he was always proud of himself. He was yeah. like, I, like you said, I'm it, perfect I'm in every perfect. way. I got killed by somebody that was never supposed to kill me. Right. Like, I, like it was misplaced. And we did see a moment back in 9 where he even tried to barter with yeah, Scorpion. He was like, whoa, 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 he's that like, wasn't me. If you're going to kill me, do it for something I did. Yeah, like, he's like, I didn't do that. That's not me up there in that vision that you right. just saw. And it's he like, was confused. He was like, what the fuck? Who is that? And then, like, when you go back and you go all the way to, like, 10, MK11, like, the whole idea is that he says that Kronika promised him a clan. Right. So it's like, but, bro, think about it this way. If you would have combined your efforts with the three... Like, I mean, the other two, mm-hmm. I mean, think about what you could have done. You could like, have you could have so literally made more. the best clan ever. Right. And I think it would have been a glorious way to kind of bring all three of them in. Because now you got Scorpion making potentially peace or some kind of, like, you know, agreements with Bihan, who he right. murdered. They can just be like, hey, listen, bro. Like, we're not each other. Quan Chi fucked us both. We can find peace in that, right? Yeah, like... It's like, I, the person I got was both killed. I cut his head off. He's gone. Yeah, like... You know, like that, that the entire like slave look of like all of them, all three of them were slaves yeah, by the same two, guy. By the same guy. Like it would have been great. It would have been like we found a common place. You were a slave to Quan Chi, who literally decided that oh, like in, in the memory with him talking about Sector, yeah. he literally told Sector because he was all like, yeah, I killed Scorpion because I just wanted his revenant though. Like that was kind of what it was. Right. And then he says it again. He planned that Scorpion would kill. Bihan, because he wanted Bihan. Bihan, right. And he killed Bihan. Two of the best from the clans. Then... Working he, for him. Then he, he completed the, the set by killing the, getting the brother killed. Right. And now he has the brother. So now he's got all three of the best best uh, assassins on Earthrealm. And two of them were able to reconcile. So why didn't why couldn't he? Right. And it was weird because he only pops up, like, what? Like, twice? Twice. And he's doing menial work. It's, yeah. just, like, it's just grunt shit. It's yeah, like, he was a guardian character. For the, Guardian for the Crown. Right, alongside Jack. So he wasn't, like, put on a pedestal of being so powerful he could protect us alone. He was yeah. just, he was there with, with, with homies. Yeah, it was weird. And then, like, the only other time he pops up was, uh, yeah, he popped up in the Lin Kuei, um factory. Yeah. And all he did was just be like, I am back. I'm back. And they got beat up. And they got beat up. And if they didn't want to make him a good guy, like, if they didn't want him to reconcile, that's too hard for them. Um, and I said this often. I think I might have said it on the podcast, too. I think... They should have made Noob Sabat the one to kill Scorpion then, as opposed to being Devora K. 
killing Scorpion. Agreed. I felt like Devora has already had way too much under her belt from right, like, right, from, from ten to now. Right. So I mean, can, if you if you if you wanted Noobsaw to be so far gone that he can't he he's not even interested in forgiving Scorpion or even being a human or Lin Kuei again. He just likes being Noob Saibot. He loves being the League of Shadows. Not League of Shadows, Batman. Um, <laughs> the Brotherhood of Shadows. <laughs> I, I, did, I did what you're going you got on. Me. The Brotherhood of Shadows. Um, have him be the one... They have a climactic battle. And then have him be the one to kill Scorpion. It would have... You know, it would have made sense. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Like, like, we would understand why. Even that, or even had like Ray to make a deal with him where he was like, "We fix everything. You can have the Nether Realm." Yeah, like rule you, the Nether Realm. You, you no, nobody's ruled the Nether Realm right now. The Quan Chi technically ruled it. Now the Quan Chi's gone. It, it's left with nothing. There's no one. So he could have just been like, "Yeah." And since Liu Kang and Katana are gonna be gone, like you can just yeah. have the Nether Realm. It's all yours. Build, build whatever clan you want down there. Do whatever you want. It's yours. Right. It would have been fine. For sure. And I think that poetically, I agree with you, it would have been a great like turnaround if they really wanted to do it that way to have Noob kill Scorpion as like a full circle. Like, you took my life. Right. Now I'm going to take yours. And now it, it gives like, I don't know if it's going to cause like obviously like, you know, Sub-Zero to like be like, oh no, I definitely now there's a war between Earth Realms, Lin Kuei, and like this Noob, Noob Cybot like army who whatever he built. I don't know. Right. But... Yeah, it's such a waste of potential. It is such. So I think the theme of the Mortal Kombat 11 story is wasted potential. And honestly, I feel like the whole story is held back by their method of storytelling. This every character has a chapter and they have four fights in the chapters. You know, because then it makes power levels all over the place. Yeah. Instead of making them... Like, Hypothetically, let's talk about this this noob Saibot chapter you just thrown out, or what we just like discussed there, where you have noob Saibot kill Scorpion, and then you said there's like some war or whatever between Link Way or whatever. What it like? The ideal situation for that would be you play as noob Saibot against Scorpion, and then you beat him, and then in the cutscene noob Saibot kills Scorpion, and then following that, say Sub Zero's like, no, my best friend. I don't care if you are my family, Noob Saibot. I didn't, never loved you. And well, he did because he went to go look for him. Yeah. But to, to go see what happened to him. But he was like, all right, you killed my best friend. You're too far gone. I got to kill you. And then you will play as Sub Zero against Noob Saibot. Mm-hmm. Right? And that just thematically makes sense for the scene. Yeah. But the way they tell their stories is that if you're playing as Noob Saibot, it would just be four fights straight of Noob Saibot and shit would stop making sense. Exactly. Shit would just start happening. It'd be like, oh, and then you kill Scorpion. Oh, and then you fight Sub-Zero. Oh, and then you fight fucking Raiden. And then you fight Devorah or something. And it just stops making sense. Yeah. Because of the way they tell their story. I don't know how you feel about, like, their methods. Their chapter-based instead of character-based storytelling. The problem that I have with it, and and this is... We could go back to looking at, like, how they did it for Nine. Nine, Mm -hmm. you played as everybody. And it made sense. The stories made sense. Like, you still even played, like, some of the bad guys. Some and, of them, yeah. and, and you played their chapters beating the good guys. And I, I felt like I liked that. But it's like this one, they focus heavily on only the side of good. Yeah, so and, it made all the weak, the strong, uh, the bad people look weak. Yeah, and it just made, it, it made everyone feel like they were just a giant 
bag of punks. <laughs> like, it's like literally everybody here is just squishy and able to be beaten up so easily. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, again, we talked about how Cetrion got walked on. Yeah. We talked about, like, how eventually, like, Kronika ends up getting walked on. Mm-hmm. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Shao Kahn gets walked on by literally the person that he has enslaved for hundreds and thousands of years. years. Yeah, yeah, for like, sure. Like, you know, his daughter, his fake daughter walks on him. Like, it just, it just felt like they, they only wanted to focus on making everybody on the side of good look good. And it's like the villains don't feel like they're that scary. And that's like a cardinal sin of storytelling. You gotta have your villains be strong to make your heroes look strong. Exactly. Like, if you want to make the good guys, like, look strong, I mean, I get it. But you could have something happen where, like, we've had it in games before where you had, like, an unbeatable... Like, you're meant to lose. Like, right. you're meant to lose that yeah, like fight. Like a squash fight. Yeah, like, um... Throwing this out there. Random. Mega Man X1. The first battle you first fight against Vile. Mm-hmm. Literally the first boss in the first stage... You don't win. You lose. But what it does is it establishes Vile as that guy in that, in that game. He's like, yeah. this was a bad guy. And what happens? Zero shows up, blasts his arm, and like bl- blows up his mech, and then Vile disappears. But it shows like the main character still couldn't beat him. So maybe we could have had like a, like a Katana fighting Shao Kahn fight. Katana gets beaten by Shao Kahn. And then maybe she goes off and, like you said, we does a training thing, then comes back, fights him again. Boom. Now we have, like, that story of, like, now it makes sense why Katana is able to beat him. Right. And it just, it just makes sense. Yeah. Know? Instead, it made Shao Kahn look like, like, I love the design of this Shao Kahn. I love the aggression he had in MK11. But I felt that ever since the reboot, I felt like he was not Shao Kahn. Yeah. I felt like he just... was not the one that we had growing up. Not the one that we were scared to play in the arcade modes. Like, I remember whenever we saw Shao Kahn in any of the games, I was like, oh, God, I don't want to fight right, him. Right, because you know he's going to just beat your ass. Yeah, and now it's like, ugh, he's so easy to walk on. He's not that hard. Right, and it doesn't help that he's also the worst character, tier-wise, in the game. I feel like they just wanted us to feel like Shao Kahn was weak as a whole. Yeah. But, I mean, then you got him beating Kotal, and then again, like, again, we talked about it, it just makes the Khan title look like it's nothing. Right, right. Like, anybody could be Khan. I could be Khan. Right. I'll go, sl- I-, I could go over and, like, slap Katana, she falls <laughs> on the ground, I'm like, cool, I'm Khan now, right, let's I'm, go. I'm crunch Khan. And then someone comes up behind me, hits me with a chair, like a WWE match, right. cool, I'm Khan now. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's, it's a revolving door of it's, This is what it is. Like, I don't, I don't get it, but, I mean, I hope that maybe... From all this, because obviously the community has been very vocal, yeah. we are. This story was not well received. And hopefully they can, whenever they do an NK-12, then maybe they can like fix a lot of these issues. Right, because I like where they were teasing at at the end. I, I think it was at the end of Aftermath with, um, with Liu Kang approaching Kung Lao. Yeah, approaching Kung Lao. He's like, hey, I'm your, I'm the Earth Realms protector or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, how it's going to be his Raiden. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so we're not following Raiden, and we're not following Liu Kang, we're following, well, I guess we are. But we're following a new version. A new version of Liu Kang, who has all this knowledge and wisdom and experience, and a whole new character in Kun Lao. And it's going to be interesting, because we know who Kun Lao was. Yeah. He was brash, he was arrogant, he, he was full of himself. He thought he was the best, and he wanted to be the best, and he was very jealous of Liu Kang. And now we get to see what would happen, you know, if he actually is the chosen one. I think it'll be a great way to, like, bring a new generation. Like, maybe reboot the game again, mm-hmm. but reboot it now with a different storyline. Right. We don't need Shao versus Shao Kahn again. Yeah. You know? I think we're cool with that. I mean, if, even if they bring Shao Kahn back, that's not the end of the world to me. But, like, 
let's get some new heroes in. Let's get some okay, pair yeah. characters in new roles. Like, obviously, we see a Sub-Zero maybe again. We we're, see the Scorpion again. We're going to see a Scorpion in yeah. a Sub-Zero, for sure. Yeah, but maybe it's not the original ones. Maybe this could be, like, because, like, maybe there's something with, like, the Adenians maybe never banishing the Cryomancers. So maybe we get a brand new Scorpion or a new Sub-Zero from Adenia. Right. That's, that would, I think that would be cool. Be pretty old school, yeah. Like, my name is not Kwai Liang or Bihan. I am a whole new character. Right. Like he can have similar movesets, but... Like Again, a, new person. Like an ancestor or something. Yeah, like I think it would be great. That would I, be pretty sick. And I think it would be such a cool idea. But I hope that they take everything that they learned from MK11 and apply it to 12 with that start. Like I said, I liked it too. I liked seeing that whole new, like, you're going to be now mm-hmm. Earth Realm's champion. Let's, let's, let's go. And now we have this whole new start. And let's see how this reboot now goes. Okay. Because it is a reboot. And I'd like to see what the allies that Kun Lao would make because obviously you know Liu Kang won over Katana and that just rippled out to like everyone else you know mm-hmm. when they first met but like who's Kun Lao gonna like help or will he help people I'm sure he will but yeah we'll see like what allies will he make will he still meet up with the special forces or gonna have to put up with Sonya and Jax and and um and Johnny Cage again or will are gonna have some other people what Who's going to be the villain, the first villain we put up with? Is it going to be Shang Tsung again, or are we dealing with someone else? Yeah, they have a whole... I mean, NK has a very vast amount of characters mm-hmm. that even that they didn't even use in this one. Like, we have we have a lot of them, like Blaze, we have, like, you know, um, Onaga. Maybe they could maybe have it where Onaga is now the first villain instead of Shao Kahn. Right. So maybe we start the whole thing with just Onaga. Or maybe... Something with the Shokan. I don't know. But they have a lot of potential. They have a lot of characters they can pull from. Right. So I really, really, really hope that when we when we do get the next game, because I have no hope with the next combat pack, it's not going to save the game to me. No, no, not really. It'll probably be like, again, one of those games I BS and play just for fun. But for I, like a week or two and then yeah, but, there you go. Um, I really do hope that with 12, they can bring something brand new. Me too. Something fresh and that we could all be happy with. Because I'm ready for a fresh MK story. Same. But for, you know, I'm ready to follow new characters here. Agreed. Except Reptile. Bring Reptile back. Yeah, MK12. Bring, 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 bring Reptile back or bring back his bring race. MK12 or someone. Bring a, bring as a Terran. I don't even care if it's just Chameleon. I'll use them. Just no meat. Just, what? No meat. No meat? <laughs> wow, I can't believe you. <laughs> Next thing you'll tell me is that no mocap. Oh, well, you know. Alright, well, we touched on a million things, and there's a million more things to talk about, but we do not have the time to speak on it here, and if we do a second part of this, I don't know, because we'll see what happens with the game, probably nothing with the game, so... Unless they release Reptile. Unless they release Reptile, then I'll come back on here talking about how how excited I am for Reptile, Um, but I'm tapped. I'm tapped. Alright, so thanks for coming on to this long-winded episode. Oh man, it's always great being here. Alright, sorry, my brain is like drained. There's a lot of emotion <laughs> and a lot of stuff to talk about. He's not trying to show, but he's been crying this whole time. <laughs> yeah, I think about Jax's story. That was making me cry. Um, well, I'd like to reintroduce the one, the only... Lobo Berry Crunch. 
He's been Lobo Berry Crunch, and I've been Mick Whoopi Goldberg, and this has been the Bottom of the Pit podcast, where we look to the moon and swap our powers. We will see you on the next one. The answer lies in the heart of battle. Thank you.